hi, and welcome to the Pick a Team podcast. I'm Maeve. And I'm Forbes. And today we have a special guest. Uh, would you care to introduce yourself? <laughs> Hello there, people of the podcasting world. I'm Nick Sararis. I'm the host of the Upper Bowl GM podcast. Maeve came on a couple weeks ago to talk about the Avalanche, talk about pretty much every sport on the pod, dabble in a little bit of everything, baseball, Formula One, soccer, hockey, obviously, which is why I'm here. Very happy to be here. Yeah, we're so Welcome. happy to have you. Yes. Yeah. We're so excited to have you on. I'm so happy to have Ho- you. Hockey pod, like top tier royalty right here. Legend. Welcome. So delighted. So um, welcome, guys. This week, we're going to be doing some playoff predictions. We're going to be talking about this week in the NHL per normal. Um, and we're not going to do our normal format of doing our little weekly check-ins with like <clears throat> the Avs, the Leafs. And the Caps, because we're, we want to get a deal and dig deep into these playoff races. Yeah, and, and because the regular happen. season refuses to end. Like, who cares Never. anymore? Jesus. <laughs> that's that's where I'm at this week. Is it just me, or has this season felt like the longest season? Like, is it, like, Absolutely. I don't know. Right? Okay, it I'm did. not alone. Because I was no. Thinking- it's because the playoff races have been over in the Eastern Conference since January. We know the eight teams. It's just a matter of the order they were going to finish in. And on the West, it was nine teams for eight spots. And to see if Vegas was going to make everybody laugh at them or not. That was really yeah. all it was going to come down to. <laughs> well, like, I, you know, guys, but, like, I just, I think the, like, the parody in this league. So parodious. Isn't it just? Ah, uh, well, it is what it is. Fine, fine. It is what it is. <laughs> Uh, remember right. when Detroit used to be in the Western Conference? Like, I yes. remember that. Also, I feel like that makes, not, not to be like rude, but I feel like that makes a little more sense. <laughs> like, I don't feel like Detroit is the East Coast. <laughs> like, I don't know if that's an American, like, bias to be like, ah, uh, Midwest isn't the East Coast, but like, Midwest isn't the East Coast. Also, it ruined the Red Wings as rivalry. Also, yeah. the Red Wings not being very good also ruined that. But like, it that did happen that too. Because, like, I'll hear from older Avs fans, like, oh, that rivalry used to be so good. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> sure. I'll trust you on that one. Yeah, for real. Uh, but, yeah, no, we didn't even use the Olympic break. So, like, that's a thing, too. Like, usually the second round is starting this week, which is yeah. wild. But, anyway, so we're getting through it. So, yeah, no recaps because nobody cares. We're all going to the playoffs. Yeah, and we'll also I've been so busy with finals that I haven't gotten to do as many close watchings of games as I would have loved to do. Um, all you need to know is the, the Avs have lost to a lot of weird teams recently and everyone's baffled. Not actually. Also, our backup goalie got injured while sitting on the bench. <laughs> this team. And there's your highlights. There's your highlights. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, so this, week, so this week in the NHL, we had some big news. Our king, our lord and savior... Our God, Austin Matthews, scored 60 goals. Woo! Yeah. Oh, man. He finally oh, man. did it. And he probably, finally did it. He probably After being scratched. Or not scratched, but held back for a couple games. Yeah. Imagine Including he- one game while I was in the building. Oh, not super keen about that, but oh well. It was I still know. great. Mitch Marner wasn't uh, playing when I went and saw them this year, so... Obviously not the same as Austin Matthews, but, you know, similar experiences. It, the shitty thing, though, like, literally would have been, he would have done 59 and 60 while I was there if he had played against yeah. Sorokin, but whatever. It is what it is. <laughs> whatever. Um, but, so, yes, yeah, 60 goals, well done. Yes. Shots all around. Shots all around. 
It's uh, early for me, uh, but I'll, I'm game. <laughs> Some of us have to fly to Canada to come drink with you because I'm not legal here. God damn it. Oh boy. Uh, it's tragic. I live a tragic life. Anyway, uh, yeah, super cool. I think he's first one in 10 years to have done it. First one in a Some decade. Stamkos, yep. Stamkos, yeah. Very cool. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm just like so impressed. And I'm also kind of like. And I, I, sorry, I think the first American born player to do so as well. In the cap era, I'm sure. Because didn't you say that. I think Brett oh, Hall maybe, might have done yeah. it. Yeah, but it's yeah, Brett you're right. Because remember because we talked the about 90s, the, we did yeah, when when Hull. they had when they had no goaltending and every goalie was going the wrong way on every single shot. <laughs> Let's see. We were Brett talking Hull, about Brett that Hull. I think last oh. episode. We yeah, like, yeah. Brett Hall had 70 goals twice. He had 86 goals twice back in the day when there was no goaltending at right. all. See, that's right. Why, that's why I would love to see like. I know people are always like saying this is discrediting to Gretzky, but I would love to see Gretzky play now. Like, I just think it would be really interesting to see how that like that kind of skill adapts. To He'd the be Marner. more like Marner. He'd yeah. be like Marner or Dreisaitl. He'd be more of a facilitator. He wouldn't have as much space to operate. The goalies are obviously better. He'd still be very good. I don't know yeah. if he would be the best player in the league, but yeah. he'd be pretty good. Yeah, I'm not saying he's going to be bad. I would just love to see those stars who had to play, like who played in an era where there was no goaltending, like how that that they'd adjust. To like the modern NHL, I don't know. I just think that's interesting. It's an interesting it question. Is. Definitely, yeah. it absolutely is. Um, and so also we this week we all decided we were going to be Sharks and Stars fans. Um, yeah. and it was quite funny how hockey Twitter united against the Golden Knights. Uh, and we'll probably touch more on the Golden Knights later in the podcast, like what's going on with them and like what's wrong with them. But I just think it's really funny. I would like to hear just like if you could sum it up into why you think there's so much like Schadenfreude for the Golden Knights. Like, do you each have a reason why you think that? Like your little pet theories? I'm kind of curious to know. Because I have my own pet theory. What? I don't mean. defer to you, Nick. You go first. All right. So I don't like, I, I'm. this is an unpopular, I don't mind Vegas. They don't annoy me at all. They're actively trying to win the Stanley Cup. I mean, they burned some bridges very badly. I mean, the Marc-Andre Fleury thing, not a good look. The cat manipulation stuff, not a good look. And then saying, oh, well, shit, there's 15 games left and we need to win, like, 12 of these, so we're going to play all our guys kind of hurt to try and win these games. It's not a good look, but the reason people don't like them online is because their Twitter account is annoying. That's really it. I mean, <laughs> basic, that's the main reason. I mean, when Vegas, the first year, when they went to the Cup Final, there was a pretty collective, this is awesome. This team, It's really cool that an expansion team is trying to win right away. They had the crazy run. They've made the playoffs every year of existence until now, which... I mean, I can't say that definitively. They still have a chance, but more than likely not going to make it this year. I don't mind Vegas, but from what I gather anecdotally, it's just purely because the Twitter account is very annoying and it's way too online. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. My theory is that uh, a lot of NHL like fan bases either have are suffering currently or have suffered a lot. And to have a team that's come into the league. Like, I also I also don't hate Vegas. Like, honestly, Vegas was one of the only teams that I could get televised to my house. Like, for some reason, like, Anaheim and L.A., I could get, even though I'm two hours from them, but I could get Vegas games at on my TV. So, that's, like, I watched a lot of Vegas Golden Knights games in my, like, early hockey fan times. So, I'm not super, I don't have a lot of animosity toward Vegas. But I gotta say, like, and I do appreciate that they're going for it. You know what I mean? Like, I appreciate that they're, like, saying, like, fuck the cap let's go for it and i appreciate that about them i honestly just think it's like fan bases who've known only suffering 
And there's yeah. a lot of fan bases like that in the NHL right now. Um, they, yeah, like, they just want them to come down a peg or two. That are yeah. like, I think like hockey fans, not like, I don't know. I think this is, I don't know if this is a sports fan in general, but I've noticed hockey fans, I feel like we don't like to see each other succeed a lot of the time. <laughs> like, I feel like there's a lot of fan bases that are like, no. Like, especially fan bases, I feel like, I don't know. Fan bases like the, the Golden Knights, who've had a lot of success, or like the Leafs, who are like really big and annoying. Love you, Leafs fans. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like any like big market team that has like a lot of power or any team that's been super successful, seeing their fans suffer is like fun for all the other hockey fan bases who've had to suffer a lot. Yeah, so I th- that's like part of it for me, but it's it's really just like you shat on all your franchise players. Yeah. And like that original roster is like kind of gutted now. So that's for yeah. me, I'm kind of like, oh, like, yeah, but... I thought that cup run was wicked too, but as soon as you got there, and this is my thing about it, and again, biased because I am a Capitals fan, but it's like the way that Vegas fans talk about like, man, it was so fucking brutal to lose in the final. It was like, everybody else was like, Ovi needed a cup. Like he had to have it. Like, you know, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, no, it's the no. fact that they gutted that fucking roster and the flurry thing is the flurry thing too. Hands I was, down, I was so sad about flurry. Like honestly, and I, I know that's just, just because I like flurry a lot as like a human being. I think every I don't think there's a person here who's like I fucking hate Mark Andre Flurry. Uh, yeah, I don't. He's very such a likable player. I don't know. I feel like you would. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know a lot of people who hate that guy. I really don't. I don't know either. Like, there's definitely some players who like that, but like, yeah. To me, it's, like, I think that, like, I'm not saying personally, but I just feel like there's, like, this feeling on, like, of, like, this idea, this feeling of, like, haha, finally. Like, you finally know what it feels like to, yeah. like, go through what we've gone through. And maybe that's just me, like, coming from, like, like knowing mostly Leafs and, like, weirdly Flyers and Canucks fans on Twitter. And that's, like, my, the Twitter community that I'm part of. I don't know how I ended up there. I think it's because I like that for Devco, and that's how I ended up on Canucks Twitter. But I don't know about the Flyers part. Don't know how I ended up there. Because Flyers fans are the fucking best people on the internet. That's true. They are really termi- funny. They're terminally online nihilists. I mean, right? they're a perfect example of wh- everything hockey can be if it goes wrong. That's why. The Flyer they're fans are very so funny. funny. They're so funny. Same thing with the Canucks. Those are two fan bases that are extremely online, and they've just been staring into the abyss forever, so they've used humor to cope with it. So it it's makes true. for a good online personality. I feel yeah. like with the Canucks, though, it's because they have Quinn Hughes. He's, like, the poster yeah. boy, right? Whereas, like, Flyers fans, it's, it's this, like, misery that comes from within each of them. <laughs> like, yes. it's in their souls. You know, I wish Leafs fans would tap into that more and be, like, funny and more constructive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and less whiny. Or yeah. less Leafs fans, or, Leafs fans are in hell. That's a different kind of hell than the other <laughs> that, that That's just pure hell because... You're the team that gets talked about constantly because hockey media is based in Toronto and that drives everything. I mean, I don't know how many times I've read the Austin Matthews deserves the Hart Trophy because of this column and someone trying to come up with an original take. There are no original takes left. Yeah. This has been written about since February. We know he's probably almost certainly going to win barring something shocking happening. We don't need you to reinvent the wheel. We know he's very good. I've watched him. I know. <laughs> yeah, he scored twice while I was sitting in the Leafs attacking zone. So I got to see him score like up close twice this year. Was, uh, yeah, no, I, I saw the Leafs beat the shit out of the Devils in person. And that was crazy. That was oh, nice. Like, seven goals in two periods, something like that. Yeah, well, was it the, the, the was Leafs are so good. Was it the Matthews hat trick game? 
No, he didn't have three. No, Mar- I think Marner had three that game. Damn it. I, 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 I witnessed, I went to the Avs game when they were, when they were, Toronto was playing here, and Athens got two goals in that game. They blew a four-goal lead, or four, four-one lead, as the Leafs want to do. And I had to leave, having like that, that like really, yeah. Every time Matthew says a puck, I would chant Maddie Hattie, because I really wanted him to score a hat trick while I was in the building. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. I also too like that's why I don't want to be. I refuse one. I refuse to write about the Leafs for the most part. I don't think I've written. I've written maybe one article. I think I've written one article where I like talk about the Leafs mo- mainly. But yeah, I refuse to talk about the Leafs. I just, I can't do it. As a, as a journalist, I can't do it. It's true. There really are no new takes. No it's new just takes. garbage. It's just nonsense. And also too, it's my personal biases as like a Leafs fan are too high. And also like, I just, there's too much written about the Leafs, honestly. We don't need to talk about them as much as they're talked about, to be honest. I think it just makes this like the the mental state of the fan base continue to deteriorate when all they hear about is the Leafs, if that makes sense. I don't know if anyone Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. No, it does. Like, I feel like it, it does make sense. Tunnel vision, and it makes you, like, because of that, the Leafs become everything. And so it's like, if the Leafs lose, like, everything falls apart. And, like, obviously, I use sports as my coping mechanism. So, yes, a Leafs loss does hurt a little more than for the average bear. Like, it sucks, but it is what it is. So, um, but yeah. Uh, then uh, the Coyotes released their ticket pricing today, or actually for yeah for you already said your reason for why you didn't want the Golden Knights to make, or why you think people don't want the Golden Knights. Yeah, I did. Yeah. But um, the Coyotes released their ticket pricing, um, and surprise, surprise, they're not making it accessible to the students who use the campus. Did I not call this though? Yes, I said you were. I was gonna be like, you're just gonna work in all those fifteen dollars seats at you know twelve twenty thousand capacity into boil it down and contends it. So yeah, Forbes was right. Rare W, very <laughs> rare W. You've had some Ws. I think like sometimes you've been correct and then just like- I But then I failed, yeah. <laughs> you were correct about like, you had this take about like starting Mrazic first or whatever, and that was correct, but then Mrazic wasn't but very But then good. he shot the bed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, fuck man, I needed this Ugh. for my credibility, but, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I well, I wonder, like, my thing, just too, as, like, a student reporter, I wonder if they're going to let the student reporters in the press box for Coyotes games. It depends on the school. I mean, one of my friends who works for a, a publication now, his college was in the same town as the Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes credentialed student media. It really depends on how forward the communications department wants to be with the community itself. I mean, they can be kind of like what the teams are here, like the Rangers who don't credential anybody, but it really depends on the kind of narrative you're trying to drive. If the teams that don't give a lot of access are trying to control the narratives about their team, whereas the ones who give a lot of access are trying to ingratiate themselves with the community. So it really depends on what that, what the Coyotes want their team to be. There are, I mean, Arizona State, obviously, that is where they're going to be playing, it would be a good gesture to include the student media. But yeah. again, these are the Coyotes. These are not a, this is not a well-run organization. They, I, I didn't, I, I, what's his face, threatened to sue Katie Strang when she wrote that story about the yeah. Coyotes not paying yeah. their bills last year. So yeah. I, I don't think they're going to have a very forward progressive view on media in general, let alone student media. No, I had okay. I asked that. I asked that as a student reporter, right? The Avs did not credential me. I emailed and I was like, hi, can I please? And they were like, no. So that was not like, it wasn't the end of the world, obviously, but it was a little frustrating because it's like, okay, all right, I'll make do. Like, it's fine. Um, 
but yeah, I just was like, that would be a good, like a gesture of good faith. And also too, it encourages hockey as like, if you want to be a hockey writer, come to Arizona, right? This makes hockey more of like a uh, cultural institution in Arizona, which is what the NHL wants, right? So I think if you were allowing students, because like, honestly, if I could cover an NHL team at my college and just like walk, like, I mean, Arizona State campus is huge. So like, you probably still maybe have to drive. Um, giant campus my cousin went there so i've been surprised but um it's a huge campus but like if i could just like walk and go cover an nhl team like that's great experience and that's great for a student if they want to be a hockey writer um and that would be a great draw for the university and it'd also be like a thing where it's like hey you want to cover hockey the place to go arizona yeah so what you're saying to me is that they know what the right move is but they probably won't do it. The Coyotes are the management group of, here's what we should do. Here's what we probably should do. Go the other way. We do the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. Let's, what if we, what if we did it though? I just feel like there's so many times it's like, pay your rent. Pay your rent. They could, they literally don't even have to be playing at this college campus right now. Pay your rent. I hope we're wrong, but yeah. Fuck man, that'd be so sick. Oh, I would literally go back to college for that. We were just talking about not wanting to write exams post-graduating. I would go back. I would do that. I'd be an international student. I'd pay all the money. Oh, my not God. Not to cover the coyotes. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Like, I, I, could I get a good future out of Clinton Keller? Probably. But would that be worth, you know, living in Arizona, dying of heat stroke every day? <laughs> having no other interesting people to write about it's not like phil's there anymore either i mean yeah True. a good phil kessel feature please i need it i need a good phil kessel feature i know he's <laughs> anti-social and he doesn't like talking to the media but god i just want to know what goes on in his head we love him see and there we like the toronto media killed him too they yeah. killed his his joy yeah his spark for wanting to participate in interviews yeah, I literally just transfer. I'm literally just transferring school so I can get a better opportunity to like cover games and stuff. Because um, I'm going to University of North Dakota next year. I'm gonna go freeze my butt off on the exact opposite end of the spectrum of Arizona is <laughs> North Dakota. So, but like, if I knew I could cover an NHL team and on campus and like for my school newspaper, I'd be there. Like, I'd be there so quick. Um, and I. Also, Forbes knows this. I love Arizona, so I, I can't talk. I don't like the heat, but I am. My grandparents lived in Scottsdale when I was a little kid, so I have really fond memories of that area. And like spring training is dope. I don't know if you guys get to go to school. Yeah. Spring training is so much fun. I love spring training. My parents are like, that's what we're going to do for your 21st birthday, by the way, is we're going to take you to spring training. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, correct. So, um, but yeah, anyway, like I, I like Arizona, okay? The desert is pretty is not the summertime. That's not nothing against the state of Arizona, mate. I know, I'm, I'm sure it's a beautiful place. I'm defending Arizona to the thing. But, like, I don't... I think I would be there so fast. Like, that sports journalism program would get so much... Like, again, because you already have, like... Uh, I think Tempe, like, near this campus, there's, like, Angel Stadium for spring training is pretty close to there. If I remember correctly from my, my travels. <laughs> But, like, you already have, like, such a great area to have sports journalism, and you had hockey there, and, like, man, you're, you could be, like, for the school itself, it'd be great, because they could be, like, a top sports journalism, like, school. Mm-hmm. Again, though, we have all the pieces, but we will surely not put them together, because yeah. this is the National Hockey League. 
Yeah. The, the NHL does not ever see the big picture. That is the problem. These are 32 people and Gary Bettman in a room trying to figure out how to squeeze more out of something instead of making it bigger. That's the biggest problem the NHL has. They don't think big on any of these issues. It's constantly, all right, how can we get a couple more million out of the players as opposed to how do we grow the pie so they get paid and we get paid. If the NHL ever mm-hmm. embraced that kind of, it's what the NHL, what the NBA and the NFL have done in the last 10 years and it's why their revenues are insane, they've got big picture. They've branded out internationally, especially. Just NHL is very close-minded in the way it thinks about things because it likes being the boys club and it's working for the people in the club so there's no reason for it to change. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about like the, like, your thoughts on the global series then because like what does that do does that that's that's a good step but you're still not you're not selling the amount of tv packages you're selling like the nba in china and india and the middle east the nba over there is a big deal because you get guys who can come over to the states to go play college basketball get a chance to get drafted or the prospects who play over there get a chance to come over that's really how you grow hockey you got to get people in other countries playing it so if they keep playing in china and the nhl invests in hockey infrastructure in china and things like that like how south korea fielded the team at the olympics last time around that's Mm -hmm. how you really grow the game because if you make other countries invested in it those are untapped revenue sources but domestically uh, they have hockey in sh- bad markets, just flat out. They they have it in cities that are too small to support it. The, the dirty secret is there's too many teams. There's not enough talent yeah. for 32 teams right now. Yeah. There might be someday, but there isn't. And because there isn't, seven to ten teams every year are just in a holding pattern because they have to wait for a ping pong ball to go their way, hope they get a good player, wait three years to see if that player is good or not. And by the mm-hmm. time they know, they have to roll the ping pong balls again. It's not an easy way out of the basement in the NHL. No. And also, too, I think something to note with the Global Series, they are, like, in, I think they're in, like, Finland and the Czech Republic, which are two countries that have, like, their own hockey leagues already. And, like, hockey is, like, they have, like, a, not, like, you know, it's not, like, the... They have a tradition of hockey. They they have have a tradition of hockey. hockey. They've produced NHL players from those. Like, you know, like, Yager is Czech, and, like, so is Dominic Hasek. Um, And, obviously... Our, our dear friends, uh, David Kampf and Andre Kasha on the Leafs, since Leafs fans out there. Um, but like, and then Finland, like, obviously, like, there's been a lot of great Finnish NHL players. Um, yeah. So lots I of superstars. Lots of superstars. Um, and I think that there's this kind of tendency of they're like, the safe bet is to go where hockey is already popular and put a yeah. game there. And it's like, well, they talk about, um, I, where did I, like, well, they were talking about doing one in Mexico City and how important that could be. And it's like, yeah, yeah. What, like, literally Mexico is not too far from Arizona. Like, yeah, that would have been sick. And like, we already have, like, I think they were saying, I forget where I was, where I was. I was reading an article I read, like, I was watching the sport, some ESPN was on or something. And they talked about how, like, hockey has been growing, like, as a sport in Mexico. And yeah. I was like, you know, who did they, you know, who could think? You know, yeah, I wonder who did that. Do that? I don't know. We can like, speculate. Sorry, this is that's my own pro astronauts bias. Sorry, sorry for the sorry podcast. Sorry podcast. But like, you have all of North America buying in on hockey. Then, if you get hockey in Mexico, like, I just think that would be really important too. Where I think the NHL does do this thing where they're like, where do we already have fans? And even like, I know like the like Sun Belt method was to like try to expand. But another thing the Sunbelt method is, is like the reason like people moved to the Sunbelt is like the East Coast was too crowded. So they moved or like people from like, it's kind of a joke where it's like people from Canada retire to like Arizona or to 
Florida. And so, like, where, you know, who do they, isn't that, it's a joke in Slapshot, I think, where they're like, oh, yeah, all the snowbirds come and retire, and so you want to put a hockey team in Florida so the snowbirds can go watch hockey. And, like, even then, I think that's kind of the mindset of, like, well, we already have fans here, so we should, like, serve those fans in this way where you don't want to take the risk to be like, why don't we put some branding in Mexico? Like, why don't we put an exhibition game in Mexico for funsies one time? Or we could just move the Columbus Blue Jackets to Guadalajara and see what happens. I think that's I a will, good bet. In defense of Columbus, when they have been good, they sell out their building. That playoff run they had when they traded for everybody, that's a good... That is a <laughs> when they traded arena. for everybody. They literally traded for everybody that one deadline. Like People forget Matthew Shane was a Columbus Blue Jacket for yeah. a couple like, That was that's a real true. thing that happened. And our Teddy Panarin, man. I remember that? Yeah, yeah bro. I really yeah. fucking hate that cannon, though. Oh, man. The cannon scares that me cannon. every time. I always think of the Johnny Goudreau gif. I always think of the Johnny Goudreau gif yeah. when, he ducks, oh. when the cannon goes off. <laughs> Johnny Goudreau was a Civil War soldier in his past life. Relatable. <laughs> Relatable, John. Uh, all right. And then, um, obviously, we had some like tragic news this week where Guy Lafleur and Mike Bossy passed away. They've been really close fan of each other. Um, so obviously our condolences out to their families. Um, rest in peace. They were legends of the game. Absolutely. Yeah. And that was really And sad. all the fans who are missing them. Yeah, who are missing yeah. them. That's rough stuff. It's so sad and it's so tragic. There's been a lot of NHL players who have died young. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it wears on you, man. It's not an easy sport to play. The I mean, this is the thing Ken Dryden, the goal, the Canadian goalie from the teams with Gila Fleur that won all those cups has been talking about. Your quality of life after a certain period of time, it's just not the same. And he's been very vocal about just no hits to the head at all, at all. Any even incidental, accidental contact, you're getting two minutes for that. Because the quality of life after 50 isn't great. And it is tragic we're seeing these guys die in their 60s and 70s when they should be around as ambassadors of the game. I mean, there's a reason certain guys that linger around that last and they've become, what's the word I'm looking for? Cultural touchstones, figures, like never Mm -hmm. miss an opportunity. That kind of stuff, that institutional stuff, that institutional memory and knowledge of the game, that's important. That gives people something to cling to, especially on some of these teams that don't have as much history. Like for the Islanders, Mike Bossy is one of the most important figures in the history of Long Island. Not just yeah. like the sport, just Long Island. That is the one thing unique to the Long Island identity, aside from Billy Joel, is the Islanders. And they take that really, really seriously, that that is Long Island's team, and it's the one thing they're prideful in. And it's been a rough week for a lot of Islander fans, because there's a lot of people now in that age group, in that, their 50s and 60s, who grew up watching that Islanders team that won four cups in a row. And now the Islanders are in a very, very kind of different place. And now they have to grapple with, you know, not only is, you know, my childhood gone, I'm missing things like that, but what's this team going to look like going forward for my kids if they want to stay here? That kind of thing. Yeah, That's the thing about ambassadors, especially with like Gila Fleur. I mean, if you haven't read it, you really should read Ken Dryden's book, The Game. It's about mm-hmm. what it was like to play on those teams and just, those guys were just so beat up by the end of it. Just the constant wear and tear of expecting to be great all of the time and anything less than winning a cup was a failure. I mean, I know we think the Leafs have it bad now, but the Canadians had it bad in the 70s when it was the invigoration, the f- hockey 
chaos, just pure chaos. And when you have the guys like you or like Mike Bossy who are able to channel it and make it into something and Mike Bossy, probably the best goal scorer ever. I mean, Ovi is going to end up being the best goal scorer ever numbers wise. But when you look at it, the way Mike Bossy played in Gilefleur, just poetry, like just that weird skating style, his ability to create plays off of himself using his speed, just mm-hmm. really sad. And it's, it's a shame we don't have as good video as we do now because those are the kind of guys where you can just say, you throw on the YouTube highlight compilation for 20 yeah. minutes. Those don't exist. They don't because that was 30 and 50, 30 to 50 years ago, depending on which yeah. one we're talking about. Yeah. Well, and also, too, I saw an article. I think it was in The Athletic because I, I do subscribe to The Athletic. Uh, I have, like, the Black Friday $1 deal. Yeah. Support, support journalism. Pay for journalism, yeah. please. Yes. So, um, but, like, they had – I saw something, too, where they were – their rink, rink workers sued the – Yeah, like, the flyers. Yeah, because they said chemicals they were exposed to the rink gave them cancer. Yeah. I think that's interesting. It's like, why wouldn't that impact the players too, though? If you're yeah, no, that's true. No, that is something you got to look into. You really don't know, especially from back then. I mean, 50 years ago, a lot different rules on what could and couldn't be in. Yeah, a lot different rules. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, like, not not trying to like say that, the, like, because I think the head injury stuff, and I agree with you 100 percent on that. Like, it's it's really horrible that we're again. I just, it's sad that like you're losing these stars who are in their like 50s or 60s like yeah I I remember looking at like the birthday and being like oh that's like one year older than my uncle like that's he was one year older than my uncle like that doesn't make sense like so it's definitely um not not a good feeling and it's you know really sad anytime somebody passes especially when you have these legends and pinnacle like um yeah pinnacles of the community people like that passing away so yeah, that's we're gonna end our, end our segment that segment on a kind of a lower note. But then yeah, we're heavy more, heavy note. Sorry, I didn't really want to like say which and then they'd be like coyote ticket prices right after. So they thought it would be just better to end with that, and so then we. That's could, probably fair. Yeah, and then we could switch gears into our playoff predictions. So we're gonna start in the East because I am a narcissistic Toronto Maple Leafs fan, as everyone knows. <laughs> Not actually, everyone. Knows she comes well. by it honestly. Come by it honestly. But we're starting in the East, um, and we're going to start with the Metro. I don't know why, but I, I think we should... Oh, that's me! Yeah! <laughs> that's, that is you! We're going to start with Carolina, Boston, though. So, not you yet. You're on deck. Your, your team is on deck. But you do know more about the Metro probably than I do at this point. Because, <laughs> again, I, I've become such a, like, horrible little creature of, like, Atlantic and Central only. And, like, sometimes I venture over to the Pacific to laugh. Like, 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 we're just a little like, what's going on over there? Forbes knows sometimes I'll just turn on Coyotes games just to like have a little laugh. (laughs) And to take a look at that sweet jersey. Oh, mm, nothing I want more than a Kachina jersey or a Demco State skate jersey. Anyway, if anyone wanted to get me a a Kessel Kachina (laughs) in white, preferably. <laughs> no black home jersey for real. Okay, no wait. Carolina, Boston. Go. Carolina, Boston. So the season series winner is Carolina, three and zero, according to Hockey Reference, which is where I found this. Found the information. Um, so yeah, what do we think? What's um, obviously Frederick Anderson? We don't know what's going on with him. Yeah. And we all know that when Frederick Anderson plays Boston in the playoffs, he does great. <laughs> yeah. 
obviously it's behind a different team. Like I'm not making that equivalency, but I, just, mm-hmm. I couldn't pass up on the joke. Okay, guys, it was too easy. It was right there. That's fair. No, um, that's fair. But yeah, so what are we thinking about this series going into it? Like, I honestly think Carolina's the better team. I don't think anyone would dispute that. Mm-hmm. I don't know, though. Boston is, like, so physical. That's true. When they get down to it. I feel like the Canes aren't, like, shrinking violets, to be honest. Like, you know what I mean? That's fair. I just, like, I never know what to think about Boston. It's always a coin toss for me. It's an interesting stylistic matchup because of the way they like to play. Boston, under Bruce Cassidy, has been pretty much consistently the best defensive team in the league. They never really give up a ton of quality chances against. They never really give up a total, a lot of total chances against. So they're always giving their goaltender a good chance to win. Their problem the last couple of years is they haven't been able to score. When they get to the playoffs, they're losing games 2-1, to 3-2. to two. I mean, they got kind of clamped down really badly in that series against the Islanders last year where everybody was pretty confident Boston would be able to beat them, especially after how good Boston looked in that first round against Washington. But the Islanders really put them in a chokehold for six games and couldn't really score. And they've had to tinker a lot with their offense this year because without Krejci, because he's playing over in the Czech Republic, they've had to be creative. They played a lot of Eric Howell in the top six. They've played Jake DeBrusque on the first line and moved Pasternak down to play with Taylor Hall. They've had to be very creative up front. And then defensively, aside from McAvoy, none of those guys stay healthy. Grizzlick is always hurt. Mike Riley's always hurt. It's a very talented team, but they have injury issues. I mean, what Pasta, Lindholm, and um, Allmark just came back from injuries this past week when they played the Rangers last week. And it's hard to come in cold with three games to go and try and get into a good space to go into a first round series. I think Carolina is definitely a better team. Carolina, I think Carolina and Florida are probably the only two teams that can win the East as a whole. But Freddie Anderson, a big part of that, if he's not all right, that is a real advantage Boston will have. While Antti Ranta hasn't been bad when he's played, he hasn't played a lot this year. But Swayman and Olmark have both been pretty good since the deadline. So I would, this is a lot closer than I thought it would be thinking about what the Hurricanes are without Freddie Anderson. So a lot of my, a lot of my estimation of the, which way this series would go hinges on if Freddie Anderson is going to play and how healthy he is. Even too with Freddie, like I again, I think the defense in front of him is a lot better in Carolina. Um, I'm not trying to say that this is the same team that's like going into it, but like if you if your problem like. I think I've been saying this for a while where it's like, everyone's like, oh my God, Freddie's so good this year. And it's like, well, I think you forget that like Freddie's problem was never, he was a bad regular season bully. Like never his problem. Never. They burned him out. Mm-hmm. That was the problem. The Leafs rode him until he couldn't move left to right. Yeah. He... And again, Leafs were not a good defensive team. Like I'm not defending the Leafs at all. I don't know why I even had a belief in that those teams. I, 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 I'm dumb. That's why I was stupid. I was a dumbass. <laughs> anyway, uh, the fact that I had faith in the 2020 Leafs who lost to David Ayers really should have been like a wake up call that I'm dumb. <laughs> oh God. No, that's just the propaganda working on you. Oh. The propaganda <laughs> of belief. That's all. Oh, I hate the belief. LOL. But like, I, I don't. I'm not saying that Freddie, again, if Freddie's healthy in the playoffs, I'm not saying that he's gonna be bad, but I'm also saying that I don't think stuff like you fall apart in the playoffs is something that you get over 
with like a new coach or like that's like a mental thing to me at least I think I don't know but he has that mental advantage of like let me show these putos what I can do yeah he so does. Oh. maybe he does have an ace yeah and I'm not saying no. he doesn't I'm not saying he doesn't I'm just saying that like to me I I you know I'm sure he'll be great in the playoffs honestly I'm just saying that is like a piece of concern I Carolina's got four good lines. I think that's yeah. what pushes me going yeah, in Carolina's direction. Boston's bottom six isn't very good. Uh, once you get past that top six, there's not a lot of offense there. So I think yeah. Carolina would be a safe assumption. No, that would be that's my gonna be my bet too. I think Carolina's one of the best teams in the East, yeah. um, personally. And I, I, yeah, I think and they get good production from all of their lines and they yeah. have they're also but they're also not like the Leafs where you'd be like oh well the physicality here how does that stack up like they're a team that's not gonna like shy away from throwing a hit or getting physical as well so I mean mm-hmm. unless Boston really comes out and just like plays suffocating Islander style defense and like really throws a lot of hits and we don't get Freddie and instead we or we get playoff Freddie of past I don't think Boston's going to come out of it. Yeah. In the Tampa matchup. I really don't. I'm so fucking bad. Like, I should have prefaced this at the beginning. I'm terrible with playoff predictions. I never know. There is no science to this. What yeah, I know. So I forget, true. I, there's a, I forget what website it was. I think it was Vox did a study on this a couple of years ago. Yes. Hockey playoffs, the better regular season team w- loses the most of the four major sports. Being good in the regular season has nothing to do with being good in the playoffs because it's so random. Hockey is the most random of the four major sports, so it's really hard to predict it. I mean, there's a reason the bracket challenges are funny because everybody's wrong. <laughs> yeah. Nobody is good at that. If they say they're good at it, they're lying. I was That's really, fair. I actually got to say, I was did really well last year. I didn't like, I didn't have anyone to enter a bracket challenge with, so I didn't enter one, but I like wrote my own one out and like have it. So last year, I fucking killed it, except for I picked the Leafs to win, which was dumb and I shouldn't have done it. Um, the Leafs ruined my goddamn bracket. And I think I picked the Panthers to beat Florida because I thought, or beat Tampa because I thought it'd be funny. Um, but like, I picked Winnipeg to beat the Oilers. Like, I picked. Like, for the most part, I picked, like, every team right, and even, like, I picked, everyone was picking the Penguins, and I was like, fuck, the Islanders are gonna beat the Penguins, like, what are you, are you kidding me? Like, I just, I just remember arguing with podcasts, and like, you think that Edmonton's gonna beat the Jets? Edmonton? No. I'm, I'm a known Edmonton hater, it's fine. Um, but, like, last year I did really well at it, and no one was there to see it, but yeah, the least ruined my whole bracket. It was horrible. Rookie mistakes. Rookie mistakes. <laughs> picking the Leafs to win. Anything. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. So who do you, but like versus if, if it is Tampa, if like by some miracle Boston makes that third spot in the Atlantic, I, ooh, the Tampa Carolina matchup is a lot. That would be spicy. That would That's be spicy. spicy mm-hmm. I, were, that was a good series last year that Tampa won. I think Tampa won it in six games last year, but that was a pretty good series. They both play similar styles. Uh, again, Freddie Anderson, the big factor for me, but Tampa, if Vasilevsky's in the zone, there's very few guys who are better than him, like, yeah. ever. So, I would lean Tampa because they have the requisite experience. They, I mean, come on. They, they won two cups in a row. Do I really need to go that much more in-depth than yeah. that if they're no. playing Carolina head-to-head? But it would suck if that was a first-round matchup. I hope that doesn't happen. Those teams are too good to play each other in the first round. Like this this format's bad. This format like- is terrible. Yeah, a lot of the Eastern Conference matchups are kind of shitty first round matchups, if I'm honest. Like, 
Uh, like because they're all good. Because all of the yeah. teams are good. That's the reason that it sucks. That you, I mean, some of these teams probably shouldn't be playing till the second or third round. But I mean, you're gonna get really good right out of the gate. I mean, Toronto, Tampa should be a conference final. That should be a conference final game. for real. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it should be. It should be. Shouldn't it? Shouldn't it be? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah! <laughs> it's fine. I think. So, uh, we'll get to it when we get to the Leafs. I'm sorry, you can just see my like stress coming out of me when I talk yeah. about the Leafs in the playoffs because it's just it's it's been trauma. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so I don't know. We're kind of in decision that Carolina will come out of the Boston Carolina series. Or Forbes, do you want to pick Boston just to be the country? I I don't know. I feel like that's such a. I feel like it'd be really sneaky and like, oh, of course, maybe Boston would weirdly manage to grind out like seven game win over Carolina. The last time, the last time they played in the bubble playoffs, Boston ran them out of the ring. Granted, Carolina was out without Svechnikov and I think Hamilton too were both hurt in that series, but Boston's been there, man. Boston's been through the wars. A lot of that group is still there from the 2019 team that went to the cup final and lost to the Bruins. Carolina's been waiting. They've had a couple playoff appearances now. They had the one year they went to the conference final. Carolina is one of those ready and waiting teams where we're just waiting for them to put it all together. They have the ability to go and win a cup. But like you're saying, Boston's sneaky, man. They've got a really good coach. They're so sneaky. I think like Tampa, Carolina is much more clear cut, like you say. But this one, I'm just like, hmm. See, yeah, because I... I agree with you. And I think Boston's such a good playoff team, if that makes sense. Like, I think the way they play really lends themselves to the playoffs. And so, like, you know, everyone makes a joke, and I think we made it earlier, right, where it's like, playoffs is just a different sport. Like, playoff hockey is a whole different fucking sport. Um, You know, played with similar, similar rules and, like, similar, it's still skating and you're still hitting a puck and you're still trying to score and there's still goalies. But, like, it's a different sport, you know? Yeah, it's like NASCAR and Formula One. They're both driving, but they're not really driving the same way. Yes, precisely. So, yeah. So, I, Forbes, you're not being weird for thinking that Boston could win that series. And I think also, too, as Toronto fans, we're like, Boston could win any series. <laughs> this was going to be my my dream scenario for you, Mavers, is Boston, Carolina, Boston beats Carolina, and then we play Boston. But I don't want to play. second like, round. Well, the thing It'd is, great. I, I, well, I'm just saying the Boston, to me, personally, I think is we just have a better regular season record against them. So, and I'm not as terrified of, like, their goalie situation as I am of Vasilevsky. And we'll get into that later when it comes time for me to talk about the horrible first round series. It's going to be Toronto-Tampa from my heart. Also, it'll be so hard because I'll be wearing blue and white to show support for the Leafs, but I'll also be showing support for Tampa. You stole my joke. I was going to make a joke about not being able to tell which team was which. Damn. All right. Next series. That was my favorite thing last year when when in the Habs-Leafs final, all of Leafs Nation being like, if you fucking squint at your TV right now, it looks like the Leafs are (laughs) destroying the Habs in this series. I enjoyed that so much. But yeah, let's go. Rangers, Penguins. Rangers, Penguins. Possibly the Capitals because they are one point back of the Penguins. But we'll talk about the Penguins right now just because they're in that spot. And we can talk about the Capitals. So uh, the series, season series winner is the Rangers, uh, three and one against the Penguins. Nick, obviously, correct me if I got that wrong. I went on hockey reference and I went Control F. Penguins in the Control F. You're right. Nice. Yeah, no, uh, yeah, no. The old, the Penguins won one nothing. The Rangers won five two. The Rangers won two nothing, and then they won I think four to one the other day. Yeah. Beautiful. 
though obviously neither of us are rangers fans here i mean my, my uncle's a rangers fan shout out to my uncle brian way to go <laughs> he's <laughs> definitely not, listening he's not listening <laughs> I just wanted to shout him out, okay? I like my, my I love my uncle and my cousins. Okay? <gasps> yeah. Uh, I would not let my 10 year old cousin listen to this, I swear too much. <laughs> um, but I was just going to say, like, at least to me, I feel like the Rangers have this reputation, especially this season of like, they have a lot of young pieces that are kind of good, but their main thing is they're a goalie. They're, they're a goalie, essentially, is their team. Um, and, you know, I could be wrong. Please correct me. <laughs> But that's what I I know the reputation of the Rangers is. And as someone who is not a Rangers fan, who's not watching every single one of their games, who probably should be watching more of their games, if I'm honest. But, like, I know they got destroyed by the Avs both times the Avs played them. Um, and then the goalies, really, those goalies in the Leafs don't mesh well. The Leafs do not do well against the Rangers goaltending. <laughs> yes, for some reason, the Leafs do not play well against the Rangers for whatever reason. Like, even when the Rangers were bad the last couple of years, they still gave the Leafs a hard time. See, the um, them being bad is why the Leafs didn't play well. Like, the Leafs yeah. can't beat a bad team to save their life. If they That's were good, that make, would make, like, less sense. You're like, what? Anyway, yes, but tell me, like, what What about the Rangers are like, am I missing? Should I know about? Like, what do you think in this series really sets them apart? Okay, so prior to the deadline last month, your assessment was right, yeah. Just Shesterkin playing out of his mind, I mean... Highest save percentage of any goalie to start more than 30 games since Brian Elliott had a 930-something in 2012. And before that, I think 2008 was the last goalie to have above a 930 in one season. So up until that point, yes. But since the deadline, and they've actually had NHL players in the lineup, they got Kopp, who's been very good playing with Panarin since he got here. They were able to slide Lafreniere down. They've been without Kako the last couple of weeks. But the team has played a lot better since the deadline. They're actually able to play hockey now. Um, before the deadline, there was just a lot of the defenseman would get the puck in the defensive zone, bang it off the glass, pray somebody in the neutral zone tapped it, so it went the next 100 feet down to the other end. And then they would try and go and create offense that way. But since they've gotten more forwards in the mix and they're able to play a little bit more of um, what's the word I'm looking for? Streamlined style of hockey where they're able to break out very fast, get to, from defense to offense quickly. The way that Gallant's teams have played in Vegas and Florida where go from defense to offense quickly, try and create a scoring chance as soon as you enter the offensive zone. They've been a lot better with that the last three to four weeks since the trade deadline in mid-March. Um, power play, one of the best in the league. That's probably the goalie and the power play are the two reasons the Rangers will be able to make some noise in the postseason. When you have one of the five best goalies in the league, like Shesterkin is, and you have a power play that flirts with scoring a goal 25% of the time, great stuff. I mean, best year of Chris Kreider's life, 10 years after coming into the league, which is weird. That doesn't happen a lot. Zabinijad, career high in points. Panarin, career high in points. Strom is like three points off of a career high. Um, defensively, Fox hasn't been as good as he was last year. Still pretty good. The second pair has been a lot better the last couple weeks. Keandre Miller is somebody, if you're not familiar with his game, he's somebody to watch. He's getting better every single night. But they're pretty well-rounded compared to what they were in, say, Mar mid-March. Like, before the deadline, I thought the Rangers were going to get killed in the first round against Pittsburgh. Now I feel pretty confident that they should be able to beat Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh hasn't been great the last few weeks. They're pretty dinged up. A lot of important players hurt, most notably Tristan Yari. Their goalie is dinged up. But pretty confident the Rangers should be all right against Pittsburgh, especially based on how their head-to-head -head matchups have gone and just the trend lines of the teams the last couple of weeks. Yeah, um, I was, so 
I might be the only person in the world who has like no faith in the penguins. Um, I feel like every time people talk about the penguins in a series, you're like, oh, they've crossed me. You can't count them out. I'm like, I get it, but this is like hockey. And I feel like one star player does not a team make. And I know Crosby like wills his way. And I get that. Get they it. haven't won a series since 2017. Yeah. And I they haven't. Yeah. No, continue. Yeah, no, they haven't won a series since the second round against Washington. When Washington went to the cup, what was it? 2018. That was the last time when they won the first round series. Then they played Washington in the second round. And Washington finally beat them for the first time. Vanquished the their demons was, finally. Yeah. That was the last time Pittsburgh won a playoff series. And that was five years ago. They lost to Montreal in the bubble, lost to the Islanders last year, lost to the Islanders the year before the bubble. It's a pretty good, they're regular season good, they don't have the the depth for the postseason, and their goaltending has melted down the last couple of playoffs, which has been the big thing. I mean, Yari was unplayable against the Islanders last year, and reason they lost, I mean, Pittsburgh played well enough to hang around in that series, but no goaltending. I mean, Casey DeSmith is a fine backup goalie. If he's who you're starting in a playoff game, especially against a team like the Rangers that can score, you're going to have a really hard time. It's just, and don't get me wrong, they, them being here is a testament. I mean, they ran the gambit. I mean, Sid started the year late. Malkin didn't come back till January. They've missed, I think, like the fourth or fifth, fifth most games of any team in the league to injury this year. And they're still here. I mean, what, 101 points? That's nothing to sneeze at. It's just... There's levels to this here game, and you can be regular season good, but postseason good's a different thing, like you were just saying before. Yeah, I, I just, I have no faith in this, the Penguins team, and I, I get that, like, everyone's like, oh, man, how could you say that with, like, Crosby on their lineup, and, like, he's, like, the best. I'm like, I get it. I get it. I understand it's not a popular opinion, okay? But I was right the past few times I picked the Penguins to lose in the first round. Yes. So, I, like... Again, like, I, I think, you know, I think in the playoffs, the goaltending is so important. And Tristan Jari has had a good year. Good year. Shashurkin yeah. has had a great year. Yeah. There's a big difference in that quality of goaltender. And I think, like, you know, everyone's like, oh, well, when you get goalie, it sucks. And it's just, like, one game. But it's like, honestly, it's pretty easy to goalie a team four games in a row. <laughs> like, if you Yeah, goalie, the Jets did it last year. Exactly. That's why I picked them to win. And I was correct. So proud of yeah. anyway. I got I got my money on, on New York in this one as well. Like the, the whatever Tristan's injury is is like way worse than day to day. Like there's no fucking way. Like this guy's foot is in a boot. Like, I'm sorry. Like so and like to our points earlier about like Vegas, like they're probably if they play him, he's not going to be playing at 100. percent So, yeah. the yeah. one thing I will say about Pittsburgh, this might be it for that group because Latang is a free agent after this year. Malkin has one year left after this. That might be it, and that might yeah. be a motivating factor we have to consider here. The, That's true. This might be the last time I'm playing with these guys. If we lose, this is it. Yeah. No, that's fair. I'm not saying that's not going to be a factor. I just don't know if even if you have that urgency, it's enough. And again, I could be wrong. You know, playoff experience and veterans and all of that stuff, you know, that people say for why playoff teams win or whatever the fuck. It's debatable how much that plays a role. Like I say, I always say if um, the Leafs had won against Montreal, people would be like, oh, Nick Foligno was why they did it. Nick Foligno, that trade. They brought in that grit. That's why. Like, I honestly... You want to know how to... You want to know how to win the cup? Circumvent the cap. 
I got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> thank you. Oh my God, Nick. Thanks for like great. Wow, my mind is blown. <laughs> That's how you win. Uh, but yeah, that was, um, so I, I definitely am putting my money on the Rangers and maybe also too, I just have more of a desire to see like no ill will toward the Penguins, but I have more of a desire to see like a younger, like kind of, you know, like on the up and up team win for once. Cause the Rangers are fun. Like they're not like fun in the set. Like, I don't know. What's a team that's really fun this year. It's not like, they're not like fun in the flame sense. The Leafs, the Leafs are never fun, Nick. How dare you? The Leafs, no, the, Leafs are my, the Leafs are my fun team to watch. I like watching them skate in circles and whip the fuck around. The Leafs are fun to watch. Yeah, they're fun. And they're never fun. You, you're talking to two Leafs fans. <laughs> Leafs fans they are, are fun to watch, though. They are fun to watch. It's a great year to be a Leafs fan. It's a great year to be a Leafs fan. But... It was a great regular season to be a Leafs fan. Great regular season. Yeah. Yes. Fine print. I don't know. Like, it's like the Flames are kind of a fun team. The Avs are a fun oh, team. Yeah. But... Flames definitely. Flames are a fun team. Like I, I like the Flames a lot. We'll, we'll talk about them when we get to the West. But um, anyway, yeah, I think I would kind of like to see that. Like for once, I'd like to see the younger team, the team with like some big skill pieces up front, and then like a great young goalie. Like I would love to see that team win around. Personally, yeah, the Me Igor so. narrative is so good. Ah, uh, I love it. I love it too. So. And it's a good like uh, that. That would be like it's just a good it's a good establishing thing for him too to like really establish yeah. himself as like a goalie on the caliber of like a Hellebuck or a Vasilevsky, you know? Like I think everyone's talking about him like that, and I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying it's like the little crown jewel yeah. to be like bonus. Exactly, exactly. I love, but yes, I, I to me personally, uh, Vasilevsky is the best goalie in the league. But Shashurkin's knocking on the door, you know? He's trying his best. Yeah. But yeah, again, if you if he gets around, then that conversation is like, hey, my underdog, my underground pick for best goalie ever, just jerking. Right. So yeah, um, and then the Capitals, I still pick the Rangers to come out of that series. <laughs> yeah, Washington's a one and a half line team with no goaltending, very old and slow defensemen. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I no, it's okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> I see the pain on your face. It's just. I've watched a lot of Washington this year. I mean, for like four months, they just didn't run, know how to run the power play. Like, how does a team with Ovechkin not know how to run the power play? They were I like 29th know. in the league for five months of the season. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. It made absolutely no fucking sense. I don't know how we, after all that, it's like the same, oh, never managed to get rid of Forsyth. Like, what the fuck? But anyway, that's... Yeah, no, so I don't really know. You got, you got, you got Connor McMichael. That you got that going for you. I know, but they never. Peter never fucking plays him. He's only played the like in April, pretty much consistently. But yeah, yeah so I don't like, resigned, closed-eyed smile. <laughs> but again, it's, but it's like it's so and like I love them because they're funny, which is why I like the team. So I don't really have any expectations of them for playoffs, which makes it nice to watch. It'd be like a pleasant surprise. But I think like most people and like Maeve and I have talked about this, like nobody really like it's it's nice, like the cherry on top for Caps fans, because nobody cares about anything about Ovi breaking the record anymore. And none of his postseason goals count to that, I don't think. So, you know, that's all that's all it really matters now. They got their cup. We exactly. They got their cup. We got, they got their cup. That's what matters. You got your cup. That's all that matters. Exactly. At the end of the and day, when, you got your one. Yeah, and when people complain to me about Tom Wilson, I can say Stanley Cup. 
champion, Tom Wilson. We're not talking about Tom Wilson. Next subject. Okay, oh, sounds yeah. good. This might, this might be some tension on the... I'm oh, sorry, I'm not going to bring that up. We'll move on to the next subject. I forgot. We don't Rangers have to talk fan. about it. Yeah, Rangers fan <sighs> and Tom Wilson fan on the podcast together. That's fine. Yeah, that's okay. It's, it's all right. Fun. I'm civilized. It's fine. <laughs> we, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about Tom Wilson. That's right. I forgot about that. It's okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so then we move on to the Atlantic, the division I've been avoiding. But we're going to start with the team that I'm not avoiding. Florida versus either the Capitals or the Penguins. I think Florida comes out of either of those matchups. Yes. I don't think there is th- those goaltenders are good enough to stop Florida scoring. Because, okay, so like, uh, here's my opinion on Florida. Uh, Florida is really, really good. Yay. Yeah. But, they're, but they also don't have great goaltending because Bobrovsky is like... Bobrovsky is very hit or miss. He's either on or he's off. There is no, like, he's not right tonight. It's either he's saving everything or he's the trash can you put in when you don't have a goalie. Yeah, he is, in the words of Katy Perry, he's hot or he's cold. He's yes or he's no. <laughs> he's... <laughs> I forgot that song existed. I haven't, uh, God, I haven't, I don't even know the last time I heard that song. <laughs> I need a minute. I don't know why. I just need a minute. Oh my god. No, no, no. It's okay. Stop looking disappointed in me. I'll be okay. <laughs> and then Spencer Knight, like, he's been okay. I'm last I checked, yeah. I wrote an article just about like good teams with bad goaltending. Um, for the sports blog I write for. This is when the Leafs were going through their goaltending stuff. But he had like an eight uh, uh something in the eight high eight hundreds when I last checked his, but I think it might have gotten gone up since then. But, like, he's also untested. Like, he's played in the playoffs and was good in the playoffs, but he's also kind of untested. Like, he hasn't played a full NHL season. You know, he just got out of college. Like, so I don't trust Florida's goaltending situation, but I don't think the Capitals or the Penguins have a goalie good enough to the point where Florida cannot score their problems. Yeah. 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 Florida will – Florida are going to do bad things to Washington. I I, I feel bad. I, I, Florida's just so fast. That's the thing. And Washington's not. Washington can win a rock fight if it's a close game and they're playing another team that plays a similar style to them. But Florida turns every game into a track meet. And if you can't keep up with them, you're going to have a really hard time. And they're going to score. The only way you can beat Florida is to outscore them. You're going to have to have your offense clicking. at. And we don't know if Ekblad's going to go or not yet. That's another thing for Florida. But... Florida should beat pretty much any team they play. I mean, they are scoring on a pace we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. Like, literally never seen a team that scores goals at this rate ever. Man, how yeah. good is that Florida-Colorado Stanley Cup final going to be? Uh, sorry, that was pretty good. It's going to be so good. It would be so good. If the hockey gods loved us, they'd give us that. But they don't. So we'll get something horrible, probably. We'll get probably. one neutral zone-clogging team. And like Florida, Florida, Dallas final. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? Why would you do this to me? You don't want to see Ruben Hintz in a cup final? You don't want to see Jason Robertson in a cup final? Those okay, guys are awesome. Fair. No, it's true. I would like I to see that. Was, I'm like, I was, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm so like anti-Jamie Ben that every time I see him in his team, I'm like, bleh, bleh. That's fair. That's very fair. Thank you. <laughs> um, But yeah, so I think Florida's going to come out of that no problem. Yeah. I'm excited to see like Giroux just oh yeah I don't know I really hope he's like Con Smythe MVP playoffs like 10,000 points that's what I want to see 
the get this guy the cup narrative is one of my favorite things in all of right. sports. The guy who gets traded from the dog shit team to a team with actual aspirations <laughs> and just say, all right, everybody on the team, if we fuck it up, this guy's going to be really sad. And that's yeah. a really good motivating factor. That is a really good him. motivating factor. Like, not to be like, Joe needs a cup, but like, give Joe his goddamn cup. Yeah, Joe too. Give Joe a cup. He should just get one at some point. Like, if he has to retire without a cup, they should just like... Joe's gonna get one as a coach. Ah, fair point. Interesting. Fair consolation prize. Yeah, I like that. I can live with that. I can live with that too. I can live Um, with that. Yeah, or like, yeah, it's like, yeah, he'll be like the freaking assistant, like he'll, like his first job was like assistant coach for some great team and he wins the cup that way. Yeah, I love that for him. All right, here's the series we all... I don't want to talk about. It's we gotta... okay. We can talk about it. It's going to be okay. Is this Fight Club? Are we not talking about this? <laughs> no, we have to. We have to get it out in the open. We have to talk about okay. it. We have to share right. our feelings. All right. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you, what is your biggest fear? Why are you just... I'm, I know I'm asking you to sum up like 10 years of trauma in like five sentences, but what is your fear for this series? Just losing, losing horrendously. Like, what is it that has you frantic about this? I, I love this. This is a much better format. <laughs> yeah, thank, you, thank you, Nick, for like taking the host. I know. I really do love this. Thank you, Nick. I appreciate this so much. Yes, I want to understand. I want to understand the psychosis. Uh, um, my fear is that they lose every game like eight to one. Um, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Okay? I know so it we won't. Can start there. I know it won't. But like, I. here's the thing. This Leafs team is definitely the best Leafs team I've ever seen. That being said, I have no fucking confidence in this team whatsoever. Um, and I, and That's I, I, not true. You don't have no confidence. I have no confidence. I think that any team could beat them in the first round. And I mean that earnestly. Like, even teams I have no faith in. Like, if you tell me, like, the Edmonton Oilers and the Toronto... You know how I feel about the Edmonton Oilers, which is, like, my thing. is like, I mean, they're the biggest pretenders of all time. They're just two players and a goalie. Sometimes not really a goalie. Um... And I, you know, that's my, my whole stance on that Oilers. I, I, obviously, it's more elaborate, but I'm just summarizing. And I'd still be like, I take the Oilers to be the Leafs. Because <laughs> I don't have faith in this team. I don't. And it's bad. And I know that I've, like, become baghead levels of, like, dissociative about it. Um, but here's the thing. I love Jack. He's not Vasilevsky to me. Yeah. Our, defense is, our defense is good, but Muzzin has looked like shit lately. And I don't know if we're getting Sandine back. And But also, I also don't trust Keith to bench Muzzin or Hall, which he should do, and put Sandine in, in their place. It should be Sandine Brody or um, Sandine Bush or, like, because you keep Lilligren and uh, Giordano together and you keep one, uh, you have to have Riley with either Brody or Bush because he cannot play defense. So you need to have him with a defensive defenseman or else he falls apart, um, as we've seen. So, like, I don't think our defense is bad, actually. I think it's pretty good. And I don't think our depth scoring is bad. I think our depth scoring is quite adequate. I think Ilya Mikheyev and Kerfoot and Engvall have been having, like, seasons of their lives. Blackwell's look great on the fourth line. Like, I think the Leafs are a good team. And then I thought last year. What? And you see the Tampa... You look across the rink, and then you see the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that yeah. is your fear. It's that not like, even that... The, it's not that it's the Leafs. It's that they're playing Tampa in the first yeah. round. That's the thing. That's the thing. Well, okay. To be fair... I was afraid when they were facing Montreal and they lost to fucking the Montreal Canadiens. Okay, that was extra extenuating circumstances. That is just like, that is like, 
you know how like when you look at a graph at um what am i like uh, a, a distribution and there's the outliers all the way at the end yes. that's what happened last year john tavares having to get stretchered off 10 minutes into the first game yes. that's you know that's as outlier of events as possible the, yeah. but like it, i still again it's just that it's like and i do think this is a good point where like steve dangles on someone's podcast a lot as you know i'm a big steve dangle podcast listener fan I listen to their podcast a lot, but he was basically like, we got the easy matchup last year. Like there are no easy matchups in the first round and last year was the easy matchup and look how that went. So like, and I do agree with that, but I'm also like, we are facing the back-to-back cup champions with the best goalie in the league. The goalie who I would like literally murder a bitch to have on my team. Like, (laughs) who do I need to kill to get Vasilevsky on the Leafs? Like, please, like, um, and if I could just murder like two people and get Kel McCarr and Vasilevsky on my team, I, or no, not Kel McCarr, Devon Tapes. If I could get Devon Tapes and Vasilevsky on my team, I'd be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, that's the thing. And I don't know if it's like, again, but I thought the Leafs last year were really good. I thought they were underratedly good. Um, and the Giordano has been a Giordano acquisition has been good. But I worry about our, our scoring. Um, especially if one of Matthews, Marner, like Bunting is injured, like if Bunting going to come back and give us what he was giving us before, like if one of those guys goes down, are we still going to be able to generate points? Because what it showed last year, and like, I know we're a deeper team now, yeah. but we thought we were a deep team last year and we weren't in reality. It only took one injury to make us so we couldn't score. And I think this is just the unknown part of the playoffs, right? Where it's like, not only are we facing the defending back-to-back cup champions with legitimately great talents on offense, defense, and in net, but we're also going into this with some uncertainty. Because it's like, yeah, we think our team is good, but we're facing a really good team. And we thought our team was good last year, and we faced a shit team when we couldn't beat them. And, like, that's to me why I have no faith in the Leafs. <laughs> what are your fears? Everything. Every, Every fucking thing. Yeah, basically. Leafs fan with anxiety what her fears were. Everything. <laughs> but it's like, I don't know, when you go down the roster, like, and I get it, it's not going to be an easy se- series, but like, Tampa can out hit you. The Leafs are known for not doing the best against that when play, when like penalties stop getting called. The big thing with this season, people said, oh, the, the, the t- Tampa's downgraded. But they're going to be really good in the playoffs because, yeah, they downgraded, like, with skill, but they still, they got a lot of toughness and a lot of grit. And, of course, I don't, how much of the, like, oh, you need to add grit before the playoffs do I, I play into? Not much. But I, the Leafs don't play well when teams hit them a lot. And when they're not. Okay, getting- so I'm going to give you some, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm going to give you something to think think about. So. <laughs> What you what what you think of as like hitting and playing tough? The reason the Leafs have had a hard time scoring in the playoffs is they like to score off of the rush. They need to get into the zone with speed, where they catch three on two, two on one. They have a numbers advantage. In the playoffs, when there's a lot less space, it's not that they're not good at hitting, being physical. It's that there's less space to operate. They're used to playing at a higher speed, and when that space isn't there, and they have to cycle, they have to go high to low to try and generate offense. They don't do that a lot in the regular season, so they're not as adept at it. It's not that they're a soft team or they, they're not good at hitting. It's that they're used to playing one way. The teams that are good in the playoffs can play multiple styles. Tampa, their top two lines will play that up-tempo, up-and-down track meet style where they score off of the rush. 
The bottom six will forecheck, they'll cycle the puck, they'll go high-low, rebounds, direction, all that kind of stuff. The Leafs bottom six isn't bad at that. The Leafs bottom six isn't as talented as Tampa's, but it's not as bad as it's been in years past. I honestly think Toronto can do this. I really wouldn't be that surprised if Toronto did this. I do le- I do drink the Leafs propaganda from time to time. I, I cannot lie. But I think the Leafs can do this, genuinely. I really do think the Leafs can do this. Contingent on Jack Campbell's hip actually working, because that's been in question the last couple of mm-hmm. months. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, and I, I agree. I'm not disagreeing with you. And like I said, this is a lot of like, this is a lot of like fandom, being a Leafs fan, hurting every year, having yeah. faith and getting the, like, you know, it's, uh, again, to use another Steve Dangle metaphor, it's the Charlie Brown going to kick the football and getting it pulled every time. That's how it feels, but like worse. <laughs> um, and you know, I go into my despondent states for like a day after, where I like I'm like trade Mitch Marner, and I'm like I wake up the next day, I'm like, oh god, what was I thinking? Mitch, I can't I'm believe like, I said that. I know. I, I tell Forbes. How I become, dare you? I become like a mom, like you know when a mom snaps at her child, and she's like, yes. Sorry, I didn't mean to yell at you. Like, you know, I love you. Like, that's me to Mitch Barner. I'm like, ah, I'm so sorry, Mitchie. I didn't mean to yell. Like, I love you. You're a great player. I don't want to trade you. I just, I was, I went in a haze and I was mad. Like, but that's the thing. And the thing is, I love this core and I think this team is really capable and I really believe in Kyle Dubas. I honest to goodness believe in Kyle Dubas. Um, but the paranoia in my mind and the like, I believed every year and it's never helped me. And so, I do think the Leafs are a better team this year. Like I've said, I think they're the best Leafs team I have ever seen. They are. They're they are the best team you have ever seen. So then again, they're but. also playing Tampa. <laughs> so I think it just, it's just- But tired Tampa, who played into July last year. Mm. You're so. doing the devil's advocate voice? Is that what that was? It's just the way oh, I talk, actually. Forbes is helping me calm down. Forbes needs to do that sometimes. Yeah. Fine. I get a little pessimistic about beliefs, and Forbes has to keep me optimistic. Little. Right. Little what are your fears? Everything. I say yes. again. One time, I literally like I was telling her about one time they went on like a losing streak, and I was like, I woke up one more, I woke up yesterday morning, and I thought to myself, this team will never win a round as long as I'm alive. And she was like, Jesus Christ, me. Yeah. And I, like, I just had this moment of clarity, and I realized the darkness was closing in that morning. Oh god. But yeah, I don't know what my fears are. Are some fluke bullshit? I think is the same thing. And then on the administrative side, I'm like, oh man, if like we lose in the first round, they gut this roster. Oh, in the everybody's summer. getting fired. I See, think that's every- my I think- fear. I yeah. think that's my fear. That's honestly my. That's what I was saying. Is where where like the media and all the shit and like the can't win around narrative gets to like a boiling point where they're like, all right, and it's like, but it but it it's such a good Spare fucking Mitch roster. Spare Mitch Marner. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know if they trade Mitch after this season. I hope they don't. Like I hope they right. don't. They, well, like obviously they're not going to trade fucking Austin because that'd be dumb. That'd be the stupidest decision anyone's ever made. There. And they can't trade Tavares because that contract is bad. Yeah. John I, is still good, yeah. but they can't trade that contract. I mean, they just gave Morgan Riley an extension. There's no easy way to unpack this roster, so it might exactly. just be rearranging deck chairs again and trying to figure out the bottom six. No, and I I like. Again, I think that if this if he wasn't in Toronto, I think Kyle Dubas would have built like at least a conference final team. Yeah, and I mean that maybe he has. He has. This team is fine. The thing people maybe we're gonna see it. 
there's one cup every year. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't make the other 31 teams losers. That's the no. thing. That's, That's the thing. Yeah, and I think at this point, it's just like, it's like we said too, it's like the league the is joke. big. The season is so fucking long to get to this like, okay, these are the only 16 wins that matter. It just like, I'm so exhausted. Yeah. I know. I, again, I'm like, I, but that's my thing. I'm like, if the Leafs weren't goddamn cursed, if this wasn't like fucking cursed market, I swear to God, like not actually, but I'm like, Kyle Dubas, like Kyle Dubas, I think is a good GM. Like again, like I said, yeah. everything in my brain is like, you should have faith in this Leafs team, but past experience is being like, don't you fucking dare do this to us again. So, yeah, and I've argued on with people who think the Leafs aren't built for the playoffs this year. But, yeah, I'm going to pick Tampa to win because I, I fear if I put out what I want into the universe that it will spite me because <laughs> I've picked the Leafs to win every year in the past in my brackets and they've lost every year. So I think by saying, no, universe, actually, I don't want them to win, then maybe it'll get my favor. No, what I'm do I get? One down. Give me the yeah, Leafs. what do I get if you're right? <laughs> I picked the Leafs to win every year too. I'm still taking the Leafs. The Leafs are, I think the Leafs are probably better than Tampa. Granted, I don't know how good Jack Campbell's hit feels, but I think the Leafs should. I, th- I think the Leafs win this series. I really, really do. I'm not just blowing smoke. I really do think the Leafs win this series. Tampa's tired, man. You go to the play, you play that many games that many years in a row. They got a lot of miles. They have got a lot of miles on those guys. Right. Miles. And they're not that young either right so i would guys i I would love it if toronto won i think it's better for the sport if tampa gets the fuck out of this fucking playoffs because i'm sick and tired of seeing them win they've won every year like god damn it i'm done i'm done with them winning okay i'm done with it i wow nick's words have really comforted me hasn't really done the same for me but i feel so much better (laughs) they have comforted me they just haven't made me like Feel like my strategy of not getting hurt this year is gonna i'm gonna give up on it this year it's playoff hockey of course it's gonna hurt we know what we're signing up for we know what we're I'm signing like up I'm for. i'm not gonna be wearing my leafs jersey like every single game day and like my friend didn't make me like custom painted press on nails that are like leafs themed that i'm gonna be wearing the entire playoff gonna do the jean jacket and be a wag you're gonna make your own jean jacket <laughs> yeah wait which layer should i put on the back <laughs> Yeah, exactly. See, you gotta have fun with it. Yeah, which player should I put on the back, guys? Vote, vote down below. I'm thinking. Oh my god. We'll put a poll in the field. Yeah. Oh Jesus Christ. Put Matthews. Like, let's all be honest here. Like, not yeah. put the poster in the background and make it obvious how I feel about Mr. Matthews. <laughs> uh, wag made the playup. I am putting highlights in my hair. The wag era. Maybe. It's happening. Oh, last name redacted. Oh, no, last name. Oops. Last name. Let's get into the West. Academy yeah, Award nominated Lord of the Rings song. Into the West. Let's go. So anyway, yeah, sorry for dragging out the least conversation so much. I just have so much fandom trauma. Do you feel better now that you've expressed your fears, though? Yeah, I do feel better. And I also feel better. I feel better when everyone tells me the Leafs should win. Like, honestly. So cathartic. Yeah, it's so nice to have other people be like, the Leafs should win. The Leafs should win. Because then I don't feel like I, I need experts to tell me the Leafs are good so that I don't feel like I'm just being like a biased fan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, yeah, as much as I, I feel like I don't, I, again, I just feel that if I speak my wants and intentions into the universe, the universe will spite me. <laughs> so I'm not sure. going to speak my hopes and wants out there. 
And um, yeah, and then I won't bandwagon the freaking abs this year because apparently I'm the problem. I'm the curse. You're the abs curse? Well, yeah, because every time the Leafs get knocked out in the first round, I jump on the abs bandwagon for the uh, second round. And then they get knocked <laughs> the in the second round. That makes sense. So I'm everyone's curse. Did you know that the Leafs and the abs led the league in taking too many men on the ice penalties? <sighs> doesn't surprise me at all. Jesus fucking Christ. Those, those are teams one and two. And I was like, am I? Is it me? <laughs> I don't know how, but is it me? <laughs> Dumbest fucking penalty, I swear to God. But anyway... <laughs> Well, it's because NHL can't count. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, All right. So are we taking... What so, are we realistically thinking? So we're starting... Dallas or Vegas or Nashville? Is that, is Vegas going to do it? So Nashville is like, almost guaranteed to make that first wild card spot. Right. Um, Dallas is in. Dallas is in. Vegas would need yeah, to win Vegas most of their games, and Dallas would have to lose both. Dallas only needs to win one game, and then they're good. They only have to win. I feel one like game. Dallas is very capable of losing both. <laughs> but... That is fair. Their coach is very dumb. They have one line and a very tired goalie. I mean, this is fair. Whom's among us does not <laughs> have one line and a very tired goalie. We have two lines and a very tired goalie. Ah, we that's have, pretty good. We have four lines, maybe, and a, a goalie who just came off of injury. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. I like. I really want. Dallas to like pull it together. I really do. I know. They just got to win one. They got two games left. They just got to win one. I, yeah. I think just playing the probabilities. I mean, Vegas is like 0.004% chance to get in, but yeah. Vegas looks terrible. They're playing a third string goalie. Mm-hmm. All of their good players are playing hurt. Yeah. Um, it's not a good recipe for success when all of your good players are hurt. Yeah. So That's for the fair. sake of this podcast, and then Vegas fans can laugh at us and clip this if they make the playoffs. You have my full permission, Vegas fans. I don't think any Vegas fans listen to us, but if you there, if you're there, Vegas fan listener, you have full permission to clip this and make fun of us if we're wrong. But we're gonna go on the assumption that Dallas is gonna make that last wild card spot. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So that would be. And they get run over? Are they gonna get swept by the ads? Yeah, I, probably. Probably, yeah. I don't doubt it. Do I think that... So, that actually, Dallas has won the season... Uh, I don't know if you guys know this, but Dallas is the winner of the season series versus the Avalanche. Uh, which is actually quite funny, because one time they beat the Avs, like, 4-1, to one, and I was like, wait, you let the team that, like, can't score score four goals on you, Avs? Like, what the fuck? Well, that's the Avs. Who was in net like, for those you? games for Dallas? That's interesting. Ottinger, I think, for both of those, for the games they've won. I'm pretty sure. Oh, I think Wedgwood was in for one of. No, Wedgwood was in. Oh Fucking Wedgwood. <laughs> Devil's Wait. legend, Scott Wedgwood. No, right? Wedgwood was in for the Leafs game that the Stars almost won. It's been Ottinger. I'm pretty sure. Every time the Avs have lost. Um, but yeah, there have been like games where the the Avs have lost like four nothing or like four one to the, the Stars, and I'm like, how did you let the team that like can't score? And you have one of the best defensive systems, like you have one of the best decors in hockey. <laughs> you let them win? What? Like not actually, but like you know. But my worry, I think that Bask out of this. There's, I don't think there's any way. Yeah, you were right. It was Ottinger. Nine seventy five save, two and zero. Oh. Yeah, you were right. Yeah. See, I, I watch ass games, guys. Damn. <laughs> Do not. Ah, we go, Mave. Um, but anyway, I think the abs definitely come out of this. 
my yeah. biggest concern is how heavy is Dallas going to hit and how many apps players will be healthy at the end of that season, that series. And I mean, that's happened to Colorado a couple times now where yes. they played a grueling first round series and then been dead by the time the second round started. Yeah, or like they get to the second round and they get injured there or their second line center is out for seven games because he got suspended because he took a dirty headshot on someone. Not that Toronto fans know what that's mm-hmm. like at all. Not that we know what that's like at all, guys. I don't know what that's like at all. I have um, no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, I was so confused. Um, and again, you all know I friggin' love Nazem Kadri, so there's yes. no ill will against him. But I have to say, like, and he's been having such a good year. But the thing is, because he's been having such a good year and been such a big part of the Avalanche's success, I I worry if he goes into a rough series right out of the gate, like, you know, a St. Louis Blues team is a heavy-hitting, hard-hitting, like, rough team. So is Dallas, because, you know, when a team isn't as skilled, they're going to have to compensate in other ways. Yeah. Um, And that's... Dallas is gonna have to do against the Avs to slow them down because they cannot keep up with what the Avalanche can do. I just worry of you know, do you lose? Like I think they have good enough depth where it's not too big of a problem, but it does become a problem eventually because it's like those injuries stack up. And with the Avs, it's like how many of them are playing 100% healthy? How many of them are still like naggy injuries? And then again, what if it gets out of hand and there's something's not called and Nas gets pissed and he throws a bad hit? And he's, yeah. Like, and I'm not saying that I think he's going to repeat the behavior, right? I have belief that Nas can change and be positive, but it is like he's done it three times in a row. Or not three times in a row, but he's done it three times. Yeah. And one in a series where they were winning handily. Like, they were so going to sweep the Blues, and they swept the Blues. And he still threw this hit, right? So it doesn't matter, even if the Avs going to dominate, you know, a couple missed hits, like, does Nas get pissed? And do something again, and the uh, and like the, we all know that the freaking Department of Player Safety and the rest don't exactly give Nas the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that like I think that yeah, Nas's thing is kind of twofold. It's like not only does he like he'll do this stupid shit, but I also don't think he gets the level of grace that other players who do stuff like that could get sometimes. Yeah, well now they can also rely on the whole like well he has a history. Yeah, bullshit. It's very so. frustrating. So I don't know. I think the abs come out of it i just worry about what facing a team like dallas right out of the gate is going to do to their overall health um and then especially like if they had to go through a st louis in the second round oh they'll wash st louis isn't good come on they'll wash st louis st louis i was very high on the blues for a lot of the year but they've just the long season has taken a toll on them they looked really good in early january and late in mid-february but the season's been too long for them. They played their best hockey too early in the year, which is a real thing that happens. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I think the, the St. Louis will beat them in the second round. I'm just saying that that's another team that's going to fight yeah. up the Avs. And then they'll probably have to play, like, Calgary. And that's another team that'll beat up the Avs. Like, and I just, and, like, by then, even are they healthy enough to win the third round and get to the cup final where they belong? Like, that's it just, that's my whole thing. And, again, like, I'm like, take a shot every time. I say the Avs are injury prone. I say it all the time. But, again, our... The backup goalie got hurt sitting on the bench. He was literally yeah. not even playing, and he got hurt. Like that is this team. I don't know what's wrong with them. I don't that know. That is who the plays. sport. I don't. Someone placed a hex it's on. The sport. Them. It's not the teams. Yeah. <laughs> this is a fucking sport. True. True. 
I don't know. Maybe I just notice it more because I watch Owls games all the time. So I'm like, oh my god, they're always hurt. Everyone's always hurt. But definitely, uh, yeah, I think the Owls are going to handily. There's like, there's very few situations I see the Stars pulling it out in. So. Well, if they sweep, yeah, like, they'd also be super rested too. Well, they sweep like the Avs. Yeah. Unless the, the Avs bus like breaks down and they don't get to the arena, I think the Avs are. <laughs> yeah. <I agree>. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they have to forfeit a game because of like a free yeah. Denver blizzard in the middle of yeah. May. <laughs> they should be uh, fine. But yeah, I I don't know the. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, they swept the Blues last year and then lost in the second round to Vegas. So I don't think a sweep is a guarantee for them. And, like, it was weird because basically they came out against Vegas and Vegas was tired. So they lost the first few games and then Vegas came out in full force and they beat the Avs. So I don't know what that said about that. And, again, I think Nazem Kondry being missing and the, the Avs having Grubauer and Net were two of the bigger bigger factors. Um because, like, obviously, when you're going up against Vesna caliber flurry, like, no offense, Grubauer, but you're not Vesna caliber flurry. <laughs> uh, and, you know, Nazem Kadri is a second line center. He's a big piece of this team, and, you know, especially this year. So we'll see. I think if, if they get through Dallas semi healthy, like, I'd say two, uh, uh, like, 50% of their, you know, two out of three of the first line is healthy, and Nas is not suspended. I'm feeling real good about that series. There's a good chance. I'm feeling real good that series. Like, I'm feeling really good about them going into the second round. I guess what I'm going to say. I'm feeling really good coming out of that series. But yeah, they're definitely going to win. That's a, that's an easy dub. <laughs> All right, so Dallas um, in five. Of- I'm calling my bookie. You're calling da- you <laughs> Dallas in five because I'm cursed? Yeah, I might. You're making me think about it. <laughs> Dallas in five. Okay. Oh, my God. Story. The bubble playoffs my dad was very kind and made an effort to like watch hockey for me and he's like who should i bet on in this this series like it was like the vegas versus dallas and i was like oh vegas like i rooted against dallas every single round i was like dallas is gonna win dallas is gonna win and my dad like we got to finally got to like the stanley cup finals it was dallas versus tampa and he's like so who are you cheering for who are you rooting for who do you think is gonna win so i can go bet on the opposite one because you've been wrong every time <laughs> so i was right so cold i was super right about the, the like the this last year's playoffs, but I was super wrong about the bubble playoffs. So my dad's like, everyone you think's gonna win keeps losing, babe. And I was like, damn it, I know. So yeah, maybe you should call your bookie and put on Dallas. <laughs> that might be the smart bet. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, okay, and then St. Louis versus Minnesota. What do we think about that matchup? That's an interesting matchup to me. I like I, the Wild Men. That's a fun team. Yeah. I, and I'm, also, I'm going for the wild for sure. I'm, they got old. They got old man Zook. We got Kirill in the cut. That's a great team. Man Zook. Bro, love, love me some Matt Zuccarello. Old. We got old man Zook, and he's got some young friends who make him feel young. I, it's terrific. I love watching him there. He, I mean, Kaprizov's been nothing short of amazing. They've got a really good defense. They've got Flurry. They've got Cam Talbot. They play have- really good defense. Flurry and Talbot is unbelievable. They're such it's a, a really good game. And uh, yeah, and also too, like underrated fact about the wild. Like I feel like there's a lot of games where like people are always like, oh my god, like they threw like a hit that was filthy, like that got thrown a hand, and it's like you know what? That's good. That's good. Good for them in the playoffs. Not good in general. <laughs> you know I don't support that, but I'm like that'll make them that'll get them through a team like St. Louis. The Wild yeah. are a very good defensive team. That yeah. bodes well for the playoffs. Being good at deep, I mean, granted, being better at offense is better, but if you can hang around and keep every game 1-1 or 2-2, you have a better chance of mustering up that one goal. That'd be my one concern for Minnesota. They're not especially deep, but, I mean, Fiala, Ryan Hartman have both been really good. 
their back end is pretty good. Brodeen's still hanging around. Uh, Spurgeon's been pretty good this year. Um, Dumba, obviously. They've got a pretty good team. I would be very surprised if St. Louis won this series. St. Louis have been weird. Like I said, they played a lot of really good hockey in December and January. But the season's been too long for them. Bennington has been bad. They've been riding Billy Huso most of the year. It's a lot to ask of somebody who's never started that many games to come in and be like, all right, win the series for us, please. Yeah, yeah Minnesota it, doesn't win. Yeah, especially yeah. winning it against like a, a guy like Flurry and a guy like Cam Talbot, both of whom have like playoff experience. And like, I know I'm sounding like the old hockey man here, but that's going to be my date. Apparently, today, my anxiety, my anxiety just sounds like old hockey man, I think. I think that's yeah. what my anxiety says. It sounds like because I think that's like, I don't know, the opposite of what I actually think about hockey. So it's like my anxiety is like, hey, Maeve, what about this though? Like, what do you thought about this? But yeah, I, I think that like when you have like veteran Mark Andre Fleury who's like ready to win again, and you have Cam Talbot who stepped it up, like, yeah, no way. I don't think Billy Huso is comparable. Um, Especially since Fleury like dipped out of Chicago and was like, all right, let's go now. Like, fuck, he's, like, in a great space mentally, I think. I mean, who who among us wouldn't leave the Chicago Blackhawks and be thrilled? I would have retired. I'll be honest with you. The way that team was looking in, like, November or December, I would have called my agent and be like, get me the paperwork to retire. I'm not doing this. They were playing (laughs) terrible in front of him. He he was like, I'm either going to retire or I'll play for the Blackhawks. And they played like shit. He should have retired in December. I'm glad he didn't. He got a chance to go somewhere, right. a chance to win a cup. But he yeah. didn't have to retire as a Blackhawk. Yes. yes. Sorry. Is what he was possibly holding out for. But yeah, I know these numbers tell me that Minnesota didn't win a fucking regular season game against St. Louis. But I think they that did. is even more fun for the narrative, even to yeah. just come out the gate and be like, guess what? I think I think there's definitely a way Minnesota does it. I think they. I think their offense is faster than St. Louis's offense, for one. Um, and I know you said Minnesota's not particularly deep, but I'm not not to, like, again, bash St. Louis, but I don't feel like St. Louis is particularly deep, either. Like, I don't feel like I look at St. Louis and I'm like, ah, oh, so many good forwards on that team! One goes down, another comes up! Like, you we know got what my I mean? Boy, we got my boy Jordan Cairo. Yeah. We got Pavel Buchnevich. Yeah. Oh, we got good. old man Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you have Robert the, Thomas, who is very good. And then Vladimir Tarasenko as well. Yes. Their defense is a little slow. It's a little bit older. Uh, the goaltending is a big question mark. St. Louis is tough. I I was really high on them. Like when they beat, the, they destroyed the Wild in the Winter Classic this year. They were like seven to two, something like that. Oh yeah. I was like all right, the Blues will be here, and we're three months later, and the season is very long. Yeah, but like I don't. I, yeah, I'm definitely thinking the Wild, and I think that's also too, just because I don't really want the Blues to win. I think it'd be more fun if they lost. Entirely valid. <laughs> they got their cup already. Back of the line. They also yeah. got their cup too, didn't I, they? I just can't say the thought of, like, even if Jordan Bennington isn't in net, I don't want that man on another cup team. Please stop it. Let him die. Like, not actually, but you know what I mean. Um, That's that's what we were saying. The least likable team. Edmonton is going to trade for Jordan Bennington this offseason to build the least likable team in the NHL. They're going to re-sign oh, Evander Kane. It's going to be so horrible for Connor McDavid. Anyway, I think the Wild will win. Everyone agree? Everyone agree? Yeah. I want the Wild to win, so I'm going to say they're going to win. Yeah. Wildflower. Let's go. Let's see how oh far you can go. Wildflower! My favorite. That's the best pun. The Wild social media 
really came in clutch with that one. Okay, sorry, we're taking a lot of time. Pacific! We're in the Pacific, finally! You guys, we're almost done. Uh, Calgary versus Nashville. I think the Flames are going to win the Cup, so Calgary. Yeah, I... I'll just be honest. I'll just be honest with you. I think Calgary's the best team in the league. Yeah. I don't disagree. I think yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a hot take, but it's also not, not a hot take. No. It's I, like perfectly logical take. Yeah. I don't disagree. I was going to write an article, but it's finals week, so I couldn't write an article. I was going to write an article about why the Flames are like the real deal. Because I'm fully convinced by them. Like, in the games I've watched them play versus Colorado, because obviously I don't get to watch them play a lot, because like I watch two teams pretty religiously. Um, but every game I've seen them play against Colorado, I've been like, yeah, no, 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 no. This team legitimately, like, is really, really fucking good. Um, so I would say I'm picking Calgary to win that series. I mean, there is a chance they get goalied by Nashville if UC Saros really stands on his head. But I'm also like, Jakob Markstrom's so good that I don't think yeah. they can really outgo him. Saros is hurt, though. Saros, they're oh, sitting him out the last two games of the regular season. You don't know how what he is. I mean, he's been playing an ungodly amount of games. I think he has like 64, 65 starts, something like that. He's been dealing with a nagging injury. This, I mean, I'm glad Matt Duchesne's having a great year at like 34, but other than that, there's nothing really to talk about with Nashville. Roman Yossi might win the Norris, that's cool, but other than that, it's a one-line team, one-line, one defenseman in UC Soros, the one-and-a-half, the five-person team. No, and I, again, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying I think Nashville wins. I don't think Nashville wins. No, at no, all. No. I think Calgary's way better. I'm just saying that was like that's like the only scenario I see yes. Calgary not walking out of this is if UC Saros stands on his head. Um, yeah. So Calgary, I think again, that's I an think easy one, yeah. I think Calgary, Colorado is the Western Conference final. I think if the Canadian team with the best chance of the Cup this year is Calgary. Hundred percent. No offense, Leafs fans. I love you. Their path is easier. That's the thing. Yeah, their path, the path is way for- easier. Yeah. Like, I, I agree. And, yeah, I think that matchup, too, is going to be super challenging for the Avs. If they get to the, if it's a Colorado-Calgary conference final, that is going to be an unreal be, series, though. It'll be a great Serve, serve me up. Get, spare crumbs, please. I'll, I'll <laughs> right? take seven it's games. Such, it's such a good Seven games of that? Oh, I would love seven. <gasps> oh, my God. Because, like, bro, like, Matthew Kachuk got Kale McCarr fighting. Like, Kale McCarr was ready to throw hands. And I want that. I want that level of hatred in the playoffs. Oh, that'd be such a good series. And I would take seven games of it. I don't think the Avs want seven games of that because then they go into the Stanley Cup final and whoever they face, like, I don't know. Calgary puts teams in hell for three periods every single game. Yeah. Yeah. They're relentless forechecking. And they will just grind you into a pulp. They will dump the puck oh, past you every single time and go and get it. And they will just keep doing it over and over again until you get tired. That's the thing that makes Calgary dangerous is they have a sustained way to make offense. If you have trouble scoring in the playoffs, you run into problems. Calgary will just keep dumping it past you until they score. And they have the best first line in hockey. I feel very confident in saying that. Yeah, of Goudreau, Lindholm, and Matt Kachuk. Goudreau, I think, like 98 points, 97 points, something like yeah. that. Just Raffy what a world of great season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, they've been amazing. They've got a coach who's won cups before. Markstrom is a good goalie. The defense isn't as deep as I would like it to be, but it's a good enough team where I feel like the forwards are so good. I, I Like I said at the outset, I think Calgary's going to win the cup. That's my pick, but it. I mean, the only team in the West that should give them a hard time is Colorado. Colorado. Really, I agree. Everybody else in the West, 
Calgary's too, is a lot better then. Yeah, I 100% agree. And I, ooh, what if we got a battle of Alberta second round? <sighs> that would be fun. I mean, the, the flames would like curb stop. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I was like, I guess like in theory it would be fun. But I think watching it, you just be kind of like, oh, this is just a little sad. But, okay. <laughs> but, then, but Hockey Night in Canada gets to make a big to do about it. They get to do the fancy edits of all the people going nuts. If they, the Canadians know how to do one thing. And I'm saying that with an A, not an E Canadians. They know how to bu- drum up excitement for a series that doesn't have buzz. The Calgary should murder them. Yeah. They will find a way to make that an entertaining watch, week and a half. You think I don't want to watch the murder? You think I don't want to watch <laughs> the slaughter on live television, live and in color? You are wrong. So I want to watch you, every second so of you, that series. You just want to watch Connor McDavid mope? Yes. Yeah, like just looking sad. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Move over, Quinn Hughes. Like, oh, new Connor memes drop in every game. Connor Jesus. Connor doesn't even look like, Connor never looks like even sad. He just looks like he's in pain. Like, Quinn Hughes looks kind of like vaguely confused and depressed. Missy. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I wonder what looks like he's in pain. Sorry, my cat decided yeah. to make a preview, uh, a little showing of herself. Hello, Rick. Now I just like I have this idea in my head of like a, and I know this won't happen, but like if it was a Calgary, Toronto, Stanley Cup final, like this country would lose its mind. Chef but kid, then sign me up. I don't know if <laughs> most they of would America would care. I don't know. They'd find some excuse to be like, well. It's over now. No one cares this year because it's going to Canada. Nah, but I don't know. It, it's different now because the what's it called? The sport ESPN actually has to care about hockey now because they. Ha- yeah. All right, we're talking about the possibility of a Toronto Calgary. No, oh, yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. Wait, Nick was telling us why ESPN has to care about hockey now. Yes, that's right. Oh I mean. yeah, because ESPN has the Stanley Cup Final now. It, before it was on NBCSN in the states, so. ESPN wouldn't care. They're not invested in hockey, but they're, they advertise hockey during all of the other stuff, which is important because people who are watching the NBA or baseball see ads for it. They talk about it on the talk shows. They show more highlights on SportsCenter. If Austin Matthews is in the cup final, ESPN will make it a big deal. Here. Oh, I don't know how receptive it'll be, but they will try. Honestly, if I would, I... I would love Austin Matthews to be in the Cup Final, just because I'm a Leafs fan, but just because I think it'd be so good to have an American, really good American player be there. I don't know, I've told this before. The Cup's gotta come home, man. The Cup's gotta come home. Well, so it's like- You guys can have a turn. Calgary should win it this year. <laughs> Give it to Matthew Kachuk. That way we oh can see Kristoff. Yes. That's still Matthew home, though. Cup. Calgary's Matthew still in Canada. Cup. Give it, to, give it to Calgary so we can see the pictures of Brady with the sulk on his face with Matt holding the cup, please. Oh, so we can see Keith Kachuk with his least yes. son. Yes. Have you, have you guys seen all that stuff where they're like, ah, oh, Keith Kachuk, like Matthew is Keith Kachuk's least favorite son. And I'm like, dang, yes. you don't need to come out with that. Like, he's has private, like, geez. Uh, anyway, oh. sorry, that was that was a side tangent. But um, well, I would. I think it'd be cool. Honestly, I told Forbes that I would love for Ovechkin to break Gretzky's record, and I want Matthews to break Ovechkin's rec- Gretzky's record, or even Ovechkin's, because I think it'd be really funny <laughs> for an American and Russian to both have beat like the greatest ever hockey player who was Canadian. This is a so, real yeah. problem that's going forward. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is where I draw the line. Russians, yes. <laughs> Americans, no. This is a real problem. I'm just that, kidding. Um, I think it was Travis Yost who works for TSN was writing about a couple of months ago. Close to when they said they weren't going to the Olympics, he wrote something about how 
basically all of the good young players now are American or European. They, Canada is not churning out the generational guys anymore. Like, the best young Canadian player right now, probably Pierre-Luc Dubois, young player, young yeah, player. Yeah, well, Pierre-Luc Dubois is the same age as Matthews, which is only one year younger than Connor. But I'm talking about in terms of going forward. Okay, because that's, the, the, it, that's what I'm talking about in terms of. Fair, fair. Historically, Canada, obviously, hockey is Canada's sport. But yeah. America's closed the gap really quickly in the last 10-ish years but in terms mm -hmm. of just putting the really good young players into the league. But once you get past that upper tier, the, U the Americans got some guys, man. I, I'm very disappointed we didn't get the Olympics this time around. They could have brought a really good team. They yeah. could have brought a really good team. Oh my god, Matthews Eichel, a one-two of Matthews Eichel. We get a, a line with both Kachuk brothers? I would deny both Kachuk brothers on a both line? Both Hughes brothers? Both Hughes right? brothers on the same Well, to line? that point, too, like... Canada got fucking robbed as well. Yeah. Like no McKinnon, Sid, McDavid. McDavid, Crosby line. Yeah. Like yeah. realistically in four years, I don't know about Sid. Bro, Sid is Olympics. going to be the general manager, coach, and captain of Team Canada <laughs> Hockey, okay? Yeah. They're not taking, if he wants to go, they're taking him. This is not that's a true. discussion. That's, that's If he doesn't want to go, that's one thing. But they will get, Sid could be retired and he'll be like, yeah, I'll play. I'll yeah, skate. Yeah, yeah, why not? Yeah, I'll skate. go to the tournament. Tonight. That's yeah. fair. Like, who are we kidding? Yeah. Bro, that that's like the most one of the most painful memories of my childhood is watching Sid score that goal. I was like I was like twelve. I thought I was like, wow, we're really gonna do this. And this motherfucker. He brought he had, this he had to bring his friends from his team. I had to watch what's his face? Um, why can't I think of his name? The, I had to watch Chris Kunitz in the goddamn Olympics because Sid wanted to bring his friend. And we've lost. We lost to a not even a good Canadian team. Like, oh God, I get so mad about this. This is like ten years ago, but still. Forbes is dying. Forbes is. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> well, like because Forbes often forgets that I'm American, and I'll I'll drop something that's like very American, and she's like, "Oh God!" Like you're like I was telling her like a time like my dad took me to a shooting range, and then we got lunch after, and she was like, "You what now? You did what?" And I was like, "Yeah." Not a perfect example. Fahrenheit. What the fuck is that? Yeah, the Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit is a better measurement than Celsius. Uh, it really is not. It's, it's a wider scale, you can't, so you No, no, no. You, you can't feel the difference. You, you can't can feel the difference specific. between 73 and 74, Nick. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I, I can feel the difference between 21 and 22. <laughs> but okay. 73 and At 74, time, please. It's more specific. That's why Fahrenheit is better. I honestly agree with you, Dan. I'll give you this. I like Timmy's. I'll give you this. Timmy's is better than Dunkin' and Starbucks. You can have I'll give, it. I'll give you, you that. You can have it. Oh, I love McDonald's Timmy's. coffee is the best coffee. But anyways, this is where going Are you a long-haul truck driver? Do you no. need, like, the strongest <laughs> coffee known to man? That's a McDonald's no, no, no. In this country, Tim Hortons sold their recipe to McDonald's Canada? Dot, 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 question mark? So, like, the good coffee's over there now. And now okay. we have shit coffee at Tim Hortons. I've never so. been to Tim Hortons, but I've heard they're lovely. Also, well, also they don't focus on coffee and donuts anymore. They're like, come have a gourmet sandwich or an $8 grilled cheese. And I'm like, that's not what I'm here for. Fun. She Our got an A. <laughs> yeah. Our final series um, is Edmonton versus LA. <sighs> what about this series, guys? Because I, I think that... The, oh, come on. Come on. It's cute. But grind it out to game here. seven. 
It's cute the king's got here. It's a nice story. That team isn't good. Come on now. I agree. I, I don't like the Oilers, and I still think they can beat the Kings, so. Yeah, if they don't beat the Kings, oh, they're going to get it bad. They're going to get it bad. I mean, them they got a pretty rough for losing to um Winnipeg last year. They don't beat the Kings. They're going to get it really bad. Fire Ken, and they Ken Holland after that. Fire Ken Holland. Fire Ken Holland. They, have, Fire they Ken never Holland. should have hired Ken Holland to begin with. They should have hired somebody who was under the age of 60. Fair. Someone Smart. who's a successful team in the cap era might have been cool too. I'm just saying. Yes. What they've been a lot better since they got what's his face Woodcroft in there. They've been a lot yeah. better defensively. They're creating a little bit more offense. I mean, let's be realistic here. The Kings are a nice story. They've got a few guys who are entertaining to watch, but Dowdy's out. Their goaltending is nothing to write home about. They don't have a coach with no playoff experience. They're not a particularly good team. It's cute they're here. Great they're a year or two ahead of schedule. This isn't the end game for them. This might be it for Edmonton. If Edmonton doesn't do anything here, people are going to get in trouble and someone might get traded. So, well, I think. Oh boy. I mean, if you're committing to fuck. Uh, uh, I can't talk about the Oilers. Please don't let me talk. I shouldn't talk about the Oilers. So I'll, I'll, I'll only. Forbes, talk about the Oilers so Mabe doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I could see that happening too. I don't know. Like, and again, like Leon's another one that like I could literally see him go oh. anywhere else and be insanely successful. Yeah, fairly hundred. So yeah, exactly right. So uh, well, also yeah. his contract is super movable. Like it is. His is like I think he makes like six million. He makes a Connor's not going anywhere. Connor ever. needs to grow up and demand a trade so bad. That yes. All you see on that man's face is suffering and pain. And that's why I'm really sad that, like, the Vegas Golden Knights aren't going to get to the playoffs. Because I was thinking, like, honestly, in my head, the, like, best narrative. And, like, not the best narrative, but, like, something I could totally see happening is, like, Vegas gets to the playoffs. They have this number one center in Jack Eichel. They go on a run. And Connor, you know, loses in the first or second round. And is watching from his win- his from his horrible sad house in Edmonton <laughs> and be like oh, nothing wanna... went right for them after that happened yeah and like so I just feel like there's like it would it, it would inspire Leon or Connor to be like hey fuck it like I want to trade and that's how you actually get class consciousness amongst NHL players is saying, I don't deserve to be treated like shit. I deserve a better opportunity than this. Yeah. Trade me. That's what we need. We need more of these guys to take ownership over themselves and their careers as opposed to viewing themselves as part of something bigger than themselves. You are a valuable asset. You are very good at your job. You're one of like the 10 best players in the world at this. You should be in a situation where they're bending over backwards to make you successful, not expecting you to make them successful. Make them successful, yeah, exactly. That. And I also think that, I don't think Connor will ever, I think unless like Connor is really pushed or sees something that makes him believe otherwise, I don't feel like Connor will push for a trade. Connor, yeah. not to be like rude to Canadian hockey programming, but like I feel like that old, like the good old Canadian, young Canadian boy, like came up through like the O. Like I think his, he is such a perfect Canadian hockey robot that I don't think that. No, it's true, happen. and it's the same. Well, not to the same extent because Sid got his cups, but this like idea that you live and die your whole life in the city that drafted you. Yeah. And, like, honestly, that's why, like, I don't know. I feel like if there's players who have the... If I'm, like, thinking of players with the attitude to, be like, trade me, it's, like, an Austin Matthews. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Austin Matthews will say, trade me if he wants to be traded. 
but that that drew that drew drip is just too fresh in toronto he's gonna stay and also i do think toronto kyle davis has done a really good job like kyle davis has tried to put a good team around him i don't think you can say the same for ken holland oh absolutely not yeah they gave what's his face their plan was to bring back 39 year old mike smith that was the plan we're gonna have 39 year old mike smith they traded for duncan keith after trading away ethan bear that to me like when you already know your goaltending situation isn't getting better when you make a downgrade on defense then you sign Barry and Cece. I'm gonna start crying every time I mention Cody Cece. I start laughing so hard I cry and I just stop but you sign them to long-term deals and you confirm that that is your right side and I just I and they block Evan Bouchard who's actually good yeah. Like yeah. They drafted Evan Bouchard, I think, in 2018, 2019, and they've brought him along painfully slow because they've got all these old guys taking up roster spots. Evan Bouchard is really good. He should yeah. probably be playing their first pair right D, but they've slow played him so much, you still don't know how good he can actually be. It's just, that has been a never-ending since Holland got there of just raise the floor, not get the, the stealing of the team better. It's, all right, let's just make the playoffs. Anything can happen when we get in there, as opposed yeah. to actually having a plan to be good in the playoffs when you actually got there. Yeah, no, the mm-hmm. Oilers are a team that are not, like, literally not built for the playoffs no. whatsoever. Like, people Not say, built differently. People say about that with everything. They are not built for the playoffs whatsoever. And, like, I, you know, it is what it is. Um, Connor, you deserve happiness. I hope he's being Connor needs I think someone needs to tell Connor that he deserves to be happy. I think Connor needs to go to therapy. <laughs> anyway. He just pets his dog and he feels better. <laughs> so I like honestly don't know whether to feel bad or like because like I feel like Forbes and I take a lot of relish. I'm like, haha, Connor we is suffering, but I'm also kinda of like, oh my god, this poor man has just been like through it again and yeah, again. It's just like Sometimes, yeah, that's and this is the thing is like sometimes I'm like, ha, 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 but then I'm like, I look at the years that have gone by and I'm like, oh no, this is he's bad. already seven years in, he's already yeah, seven like, years this in. This is bad, yeah. They've won one so, playoff series in seven years, it's bad, that's bad. So, yeah, sometimes I do feel like I do want nice things for Connor because it's what a fucking talent to just sit and stagnate yeah he has Ugh. the personality of wonder bread but he's amazing at hockey so yeah yeah exactly i know mcwheat bread mcwheat bread mcwheat bread mcwheat bread come on exactly wheat has a little bit of gray to it has a little bit of texture Connor doesn't have any of that shit no <laughs> all right so sorry, that was our final playoff prediction we talked about well, took us a while to get there jesus oh fucking christ god. if you're so, still with us god bless god bless i don't know if we, should we talk about teams that do we have any teams that miss that we really want to talk about and like a really like i just want to say i appreciate the islanders committing to the bit of everybody doubting them for three years them going to two <laughs> consecutive yes. conference finals and then the year everybody picks them to win the metro they don't even make the playoffs i appreciate their commitment to the bit i really do <laughs> commitment to the bit i like that well, I think it's just funny because people are still like, oh, I wish we had Lou as our GM in Toronto. And I'm like, ah! Lou's awful. Okay, sure. Yeah, Lou exactly. paid for Matt Martin's third house. <laughs> it was, uh, I was going to make a comment. I'm going to shut it down. So there was some Matt, Matt Martin was circulating on Hockey Twitter <laughs> earlier. I don't know if you saw Oh, it. yeah, I saw, I saw that, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fair, fair. I mean, not wrong. Yeah. Not incorrect. <laughs> yeah. 
think my only notes about Vancouver were that I really wanted Bruce's Canucks to make the playoffs again, just for the narrative and because I love Bruce, but I'm looking forward to them next season. Yeah, Yeah. they're going to be so fun. They are. They'll be fun. They said, like, honestly, they were saying stats-wise, like, they're a pretty average team even after Bruce took over. Like, it's not like they became a good team. They're just... But Demko has been a lot better since he got there. Yes! 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 Get the Aspen! Sorry. <laughs> Don't know if you guys know this about me, but I'm a big fan of Thatcher Demko. <laughs> um, he's from my city, my home city. So I'm a big fan of Thatcher. Um, sorry, I clicked, like, it's not the thing. Um, but yeah, I have a signed Thatcher Demko puck and everything. And yeah, he is he is my favorite goalie, I have to say. Favorite goalie in the league, Thatcher Demko. But yeah, I would love to see playoff Demko again, though. So I am a little bummed they're missing the playoffs. Because... Yeah. Man, he was good in the playoffs when, he, when they made the bat run. Like, damn. Anyway. Having seen Vancouver be in the Stanley Cup final before, too, like, I would love to get back to that place. Because that was that was a time to be alive. I thought I could never I was, like, 12. I was a lot happier. It was a lot yeah. better. It wasn't stressful then. It was just like, wow, these teams are really good. This 2011? How old was I? Yeah. Oh, God. Let me do math. Minus two. I was nine. Years old. Oh my gosh, I was so much more significantly older than nine when that happened. But anyway, yeah. that's Forbes. This happens every time. I'm like, you're like, oh yeah, when Crosby was drafted, I was like, I was three. And you're like, Geez. was I? Okay, I wasn't quite old enough to drink in a bar when that happened, but it was pretty close. I was pretty close. But wow. yeah, no, that was that was an amazing series. That so I would love to see the Canucks do it. The yeah, cop has uh, to come home to Canada eventually. I know it'll Cal- fucking happen. Calgary's got you, bro. Daryl's yeah, gonna bring it to Calgary the farm this summer. Got me. That'd be pretty good. And also, too, funny thing about Calgary, like their first line, none went on that first line is Canadian. Is Canadian, no. The that I don't care about as much. Like, I don't really give a fuck I know, about I that. Think, I think it's fun. I think it's a little quirky of them <laughs> to do that. All right, who you guys got? Pick your team. I pick Calgary to win. Who do you guys got? Who's winning it all? The whole thing. Florida. Okay. Maybe. Again. There's no Uh, science to this. I know. I'm going all in on my boys, the Avs. I I can't. I I think that Calgary could. I'm not disagreeing with you. I just, I've been covering this team all all year. I've been covering this team all year. This is it for them. And I just, I I definitely feel that Calgary still has the most like fucking energy to do this. Yeah. Out of everybody. Me too. They're like not tired somehow. Calgary no. doesn't get tired. That's the thing. And they then, just don't get tired. And they're also not the super water in- over there. They're oh. also not super injury prone too. Like I've just noticed. Like they're not like even though they play a really heavy style of hockey, it's not like they're constantly out with injuries. So again, I mean, do, if the Avs make it to the Stanley Cup Finals, are they so beat up from facing like if they have to face Dallas, St. Louis, and Calgary on their way there? Are they so beat up? Yeah, they're going to be hobbling into the yeah. Stanley Cup Finals. That's the only way the Avs lose to Washington is to get blasted all the way through and magically the Capitals make it. They would never. But that would be very funny. Everyone's like, dream final, what is it? And I'm like, obviously it's Toronto, Colorado. Like, you, you, you're not, like it's obviously those two teams. But, like, that's the only reason reason Toronto would win a cup is if the abs come in and they're Why like, would you want your dream final to make you spontaneously combust? Like, I don't know if your brain would process that at all. Because either way, I win. I guess that's fair. Yeah. I, I win as a journalist if the abs win. 
I win as a fan if the Leafs win. And I would go to Denver, even though I don't, I'm not going to live there next year. I would go to Denver to a tattoo artist and be like, hey, can I get a Leafs Stanley Cup tattoo? Oh my God. Because <laughs> I'm a troll. <laughs> this ass. Get in line. The team logo tattoos are very, you know, get in line. Come on. I have a, I have a, technically, it's not a team logo tattoo, technically, but it is a leaf. So it's not for the leafs, though. Yeah, no. I, I'm, hockey ruins too much of my life. Oh, well. <laughs> well, I think, you know what? The Rangers, if they win around, is probably really good for this year. So. Yeah, no, that was my expectation coming into the year. I said, make the playoffs, win one round, maybe two, but I don't expect more than that. If they win one round, I'll be perfectly content. Perfectly content. That's all we wish for ourselves anymore. It's so sad. (laughs) I don't even need to be happy. Just content. Yeah, just perfectly content. Truthfully, if the Leafs win around, I'll be thrilled. I'll celebrate like it's my Stanley Cup. Like I'll be right. That's that's really (laughs) all I need too. I'll be out in the streets of Carlsbad or LA or wherever the hell I am at that point in time because I'm gonna visit my friends coming out. Whatever point I visit LA, but I'll be out in the streets going woo! Like it's the it's the meme where the guy's like the third place with the champagne. Exactly. Yeah. Go Leafs, go, go Leafs. Like I'll be like running around, I'll be banging pots and pans at like midnight. My neighbors will be like, "What the hell is wrong with her?" It's like, oh, the Leafs won one singular round. One singular. They won four (laughs) hockey games. They won four hockey games. Go me. Like I'll be so happy with it. I won't even have to watch the rest of the playoffs. The rest of the playoffs will mean nothing to me. I'll be like, yay, fine. Yeah, all bats are really off after that. So we'll see. Yeah, everything after that is a win. So. It's freaky. I can't believe it starts next week, though. That's kind of... Oh, so weird. I'm excited. Not mentally prepared. I'm going to have to go meditate for the weekend. Going to go into the Yeah? <laughs> Is that your process? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got to get mentally prepared for stress. I didn't work. Uh, so I didn't watch, like, most of the Leafs games. The only Leafs game I watched during the Montreal series was versus the was the, John, the game where John Tavares went down. Which, great game to pick, right? Great game to have the day off for. But I was working for every single other game. So I missed, like, the entire series. Um, but I kind of preferred it that way because I would check it the score at my work But then I remember like all the times they would lose I would like be so heartbroken that like and I'd be like shaking and I could like barely finish my shift I'd be like, how are you today? Welcome to veggie grill. Can I get you anything? Be like send this girl home man. <laughs> What's like, wrong with her? I'm like, can I get you any starters? <laughs> <laughs> bad. Anyway, uh, we should probably do an outro. This has been a very long time because we've had a little too much fun talking with each other. Uh, that's all good. Bad. We needed it. I needed the comfort I needed of the Nick's comfort. opinion. Yeah, Expert Nick, opinions. Nick, like, telling us about why he believes in the Leafs really did, like, bring me a sense of calm and make me feel stupid. But, like, in a good way. I'm like, <laughs> a you're catastrophizing again. Kind of stupid. Which I do do a lot. Um, oh, my goodness. Uh, but, yeah. So, thank you so much for listening. Um, remember to follow us on Twitter at PickAteamPod1. I don't know why they have the one but PickAteamPod1. I'm at Cecilia Maeve. Forbes is at Forbesilla. Nick, you want to plug your stuff? Yeah, sure. Uh, at Nick Zararis, uh, Z-A-R-A-R-I-S. Write for Gotham Sports Network. I do the Upper Bowl GM podcast. Tweet about pretty much every sport under the sun. Uh, we had a really good talk about Formula One before we started recording. You, we have a lot of, <laughs> I, I, I have a lot of thoughts. Just be warned if you follow me on Twitter. I got a lot of thoughts on a lot of things. You're a great follower on Twitter. You, I was just going to say, like, please do it. You will not oh, regret yeah, it at all. Yeah, you will regret it. You're a great follower on Twitter. My writing is at the More Than Sports Podcast Network. I should have a piece that's like... Wait, I have a question. Upper Bowl GM, are you doing, like, a preview episode as well? 
like a breakdown episode okay so everybody look I, out for that that yeah. will be a lot more nerdy and like specific and like uh, like each series will probably be its own episode because i have too many thoughts about everything right. no, right on because i i thought we could do this as like one episode but it's gone really long and i wish like i could even get in depth of me being like here's what i think about all these teams like in depth about it versus like I feel like we kind of had to do, I think whenever you do multiple playoff series in one episode, you're kind of doing vibes. You're just like, vibes! Yeah. Lose one team. Whereas, like, I'm sure if I was in the middle of finals week, I would love to break down, like, the analytics and get The stats. The stats. Yeah. Uh, no stats, just vibes. <laughs> exactly. That this, That's uh, the title of the fucking episode. He's no got stats. that dog in him. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> if you say, if you're arguing with somebody and they're like, "That guy's not that good," he's got that dog in him. That's all you gotta say. <laughs> that dog in, him. in the <laughs> argument. Wait, did you see that meme on Twitter? Yes. <laughs> okay, good. I was like, I literally just saw that. Oh fuck! Uh, I love okay. that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah, like the podcast, rate it favorably, subscribe, all that jazz. Um, Leave comments. Tell your friends. Tell your mom. Yeah. all those good things and um enjoy the first round of the playoffs Forbes night yeah good luck in the playoffs friends yeah, yeah. Forbes and I will be back next week uh obviously and obviously go listen to Nick's stuff because it's so good and his baseball stuff has been giving me all I need to know about the season this right now because finals week is kicking my butt anyway bye thanks again Nick bye. Of course, of course.